The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Buick GMC Truck. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the Convention Center or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome to a Victory Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. You are tuned in today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, we are on 1250, 930 You can also find us online, pr927fm.com, and watch the program on Facebook Live and on YouTube. We are on those networks today, are we not? We are, so that is a good thing indeed because we have a lot to talk about on today's show, a ton to get to. What a win for the Pirates on Saturday over the Navy Midshipmen. We will dive into that. And, of course, look ahead to the big one coming up on Friday as East Carolina takes on the Cincinnati Bearcats. We got Pirate Hoops to talk about as well on today's show. Man, could have been a great weekend at Myrtle Beach instead of just a decent weekend as the Pirates go 1-2 and in the Myrtle Beach Invitational. We'll recap that for you today on the show. We will talk to Double B, Brian Bailey. He'll join us on the Fixed NC Live Line coming up in about 30 minutes or so. Coming up at 4 o'clock. We will hear from DJ Ford, East Carolina Pirate Safety, as we'll go inside the Players' Lounge. We'll hear what Mike Houston had to say, maybe a little bit this hour, but also in the 4 o'clock hour and 5 o'clock hour, as he talked about the big win on Saturday and what's coming up this Friday against those Bearcats. At 5 o'clock, you'll hear from Holt Nailers and Tyler Sneed inside the Players' Lounge. Man, they hooked up on some huge plays on Saturday, including the bomb that set up the Owen Daffer field goal. And how about the touchdown that eventually tied the game on the Ehlers to C.J. Johnson two-point conversion. Big day for Snead and Ehlers. We'll talk to that connection coming up at 5 o'clock. And around 5.20 or so, we'll have our big calls from the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. That was a fun one with Weave and the crew on Saturday. You'll hear some of those coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Got Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here. And Troy D. hanging out to kick off this Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Hello, Troy. Hello, Clip. It is a rainy Monday to start the day. Normally, I'd be a little depressed, but it's a short week. It's a holiday week, and the Pirates are rolling, and I'm in a good mood. A lot of reasons to be excited, uh, Troy D., and we'll dive in to all those reasons. But, uh, wait, first of all, what is this hat doing over here? Hmm, It's a good-looking hat. What what is this? Wow. It's kind of retro. And what is it? What is this football doing? Does the R stand for retro? What is this football right here? Hmm. What is happening? What's happening? Uh-oh. What is happening? What is happening? Hail, hail, 
Martin. Super, I'm Superman. I'm Superman. Am I doing it right, Chandler? Is this how he does it? Is this it? <laughs> you see it? Huh? You like that? He's back. Oh boy. I'm back. <laughs> wow, that's a big dose of medicine being served out to Chandler Honeycutter right there from Super Redskin wow. Clip Brock. Man. Wow. Wow, that was a lot of pent-up aggression right there on. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations on the Redskins win over the Panthers. You got to wow. stop flashing I people. I can't wait clip. to see what you do to uh, Tony <laughs> when he's in here. Wow. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's pretty wild, homie. Are you telling me that the laughing stock of the league, the Washington football team. Oh, the Lions? Went to... What's your crappy stadium called? Erickson Stadium? The bank. Do they even have a sponsor for that stadium? Bank, might, bank of America. They're bankrupt. Charlotte Football Coliseum. <laughs> someone someone got robbed. They went in there. Are you winded? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that took a lot. <laughs> Clip, Clip doesn't run unless his life is in danger. So <laughs> he's a little well, bit winded. How did Cam Newton run 50 yards and do that? I just studio, went to the next room. The studio is only five feet away. <laughs> Oh my goodness, uh, Chandler! That was that was that was ugly. <laughs> what happened yesterday? <laughs> Miss, I was spending time with my family because family is more important than football. Exactly, that's right, Clay. That, and that's the thing. Good that decision. Just, you know, and that is what really kind of gets me mad now thinking about it. I'm sitting there at tiebreakers, wasting, stressing your out every play, watching every single play. You're at the Cheesecake Factory just enjoying your Sunday in Raleigh with my family. And your football team is whooping my football team's ass. Ron Rivera and Taylor Heineke, who nobody knew who the hell he was just a couple of years ago when he was starting for us against the Atlanta Falcons. Heineke comes in and beats his former team and the quarterback that who, he backed up for. Who hit the go-ahead field goals? Joey Sly comes in. Who's that? Uh. The Panthers cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I got, look, Wait, who's, who coached? There's the a whole lot of karma going on right here. Who coached so. the team to the win yesterday? Ron, wait, didn't you guys? One of, my, one of the most, fam- one of my most famous. He can't even talk. He's a former Chicago Bear. Does that help you? Yes, Ron Rivera. You fired that guy. He wasn't good enough. You got some... Boy, payback's hell, ain't it? Man. Oh, my goodness. That was painful. It's really kind and of And, you know, there's people karma. out there that are upset because Cam's return was, uh, you know, ruined. The pageantry was ruined. It was like Kanye going up there when Taylor Swift won the award and said that, no, no, no. Beyonce had the greatest album of all time? Exactly. I think it's, it's like that. I think it returned. Re- but you know what? I'm not upset about the ruin of Cam Newton's return. I wanted to win the damn ball game, and the Panthers didn't win the ball game I think against, he- like you said, one of the laughing stocks of this league. You go out and you beat Tampa Bay. Congratulations, but a bigger congratulations for beating my Carolina Panthers yesterday Cam. and potentially ruining our season Cam. and ruining the Cam return. He ruined the return by having that mustache. I think it was ruined by then. Who, Cam? Yeah. 
Have you seen his hair too? Like oh, the, I know. Oh. He looks like I'm, a, not, one a, of those, I'm not a fan. Have you seen that uh, the Island Boys? Island Boys. <laughs> That's what. Like Cam, I think saw that and wants to be one of them. Did Cam really run to the fifty yard line and put the ball down and do the Superman and lost the game? You like that? You like that? He's he back. Did. <laughs> you sorry, sacks a turd. You said it different. Y'all ain't worth nothing. You, you know what you said to me yesterday? You said some really bad things to me yesterday. It was a joke. All right. It was a joke. That's fine. But, man, that felt good. Sorry, Troy. No, that's all right. I'm glad. Listen, I wish I had an NFL team to feel good about. What do you mean? I thought the Bears had the lead with like a minute left. Crap. I I know. I should have turned it off right then. I thought Andy Dalton saved the day. They they, they let a backup quarterback that's never started in the league, has only played like two minutes, torch him. The last, it's disgusting. That stunk. All right. That stunk. Let's Just talk about to... something we can be happy about and we can all agree on. And that is ECU Pirate Football. Fire up the band. Shirley. What? Where's the band? The fight song. Oh, my God. Really? You want the fight song now when was... I don't have it? Because it right. was not part of the... Enough, enough, Cliff. Enough. You got to tell me these damn For things. For our radio audience, right, he's me... sitting here with the cam Superman. Superman's dead. dead. Yeah, whatever. Nope, that's not it. Uh, I love how we're about to talk about pirates, but I'm going to bring right, up Me this. and Chandler are going to do this show, and y'all can do Here's something one. we can all agree on. You're ECU pirates. Not ready. <laughs> God. I told you I didn't have that thing loaded because you oh. didn't tell me I was going to be doing I'm that. I'm back. You should always have that loaded at well, this point. Uh, uh, you know Until what? the end of the season. Wait, 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 wait. Who's the host of the show again? <laughs> that would be me. I'm hot okay. Key. Just, just checking. Team. Just checking. Hot key. I mean, he comes, to, he comes into the pregame tailgate show. and just kind of takes over on Saturday, and he hadn't left yet. What a bleep show. <laughs> yeah, what'd you do this weekend? Just stay I here? Know. I have. It's awesome. This is a great facility. <laughs> it's all about facilities. All right. Pirates win on Saturday, too, yeah, I love it. Uh, now, East Carolina. What a, what a great game, by the way, as far as hanging in there. And I, this is exactly what we talked about, yeah. Clip Rock. It was going to be close. Hit that. That's great. That is good. Let that well, roll. That's it's fine. not the one I wanted. It's fine. But... Let it roll, baby. Down to the wire. But who would have thought a freshman a freshman kicker comes in off the bench. A freshman. 54 yards. Cold, windy day up in Annapolis. Ice in the veins, though. It doesn't just barely get it. it doesn't doink it off a crossbar. Crushes it with about 10 yards to go. And the Pirates... Have a walk-off victory. Boy, was it fun to see. East Carolina, 7-4, going to eight victories with a win Friday over Cincinnati. Clip Rock, I said it before, I'll say it again. I felt good if the Pirates could go on the road and beat Memphis and then go on the road and beat Navy. I love their chances against Cincinnati. Their backs are against the wall. They're going to be playing tight. Everything's on the line for them. It's a no-lose game for East Carolina. ECU pulls the upset, beats the top four team in the country. The goalposts come down. The fans storm the field. I can see it right now. Sorry to get that out. You uh, you threw in a lot of ifs on this thing that you're claiming you said. I've been consistent with it, and though. 
I've been saying they have They're to like, win those two games. I'm going to say they've done it. They are going to beat Cincinnati. I still have his argument. And I'm going to say something that you told yourself a couple of weeks ago. Relax, buddy. Relax. Do not try and use Troy D versus Troy D. That was a couple weeks ago. It is not time to relax. Which Troy is this? This is time to get excited and to double down and full throttle. Excitement time. Last game of the year. Getting down at Ficklin Stadium. Let's shock the world. Let's send Cincinnati home with a spanking and crying because we bounced them out of the playoffs. And I don't want to hear about, all oh, it's going to cost us money. You know what? Anything it costs us, we'll make up in publicity and future ticket sales. So don't give me that argument. Don't at me about, oh, it's going to cost us money. I don't give a damn if it costs us money. We'll make it up by beating them. ECU Cincinnati. Yes. Friday. 3.30. ABC. Who's mm. on the call? Brent Musburger? Uh, Tom told me. Y'all looking live. <laughs> uh, the the Ware guy? Former Keith Jackson? Oh, yeah. Andre Ware is yeah, going to be the call. He's going to be on the call. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be awesome. But, uh, yeah, let's look back at that. Uh, let's hear the uh, – I heard this Saturday night after the fifth quarter, Troy. This is some old school, like 1991-ish Jeff, oh, Car- Jeff Charles. I know on the call and i love monroe but as a broadcaster let jeff make the call and don't step all over well he knows that but he's a former player he's an alum he got excited he can't you're gonna have to basically cut his mic during plays because he's gonna get excited and he's gonna yell i know that's just the way it is all right let's hear it pirate img learfield network as owen daffer is kicking as time is expiring in annapolis Young is in the hole. They'll spot it at the 44. It's a 54-yard attempt. Far hash mark. Good spot. Ball is down. The kick good. is up. The good. kick is up. And the Ball kick game. is good. He did it. He did it. Owen Daffer kicked a 54-yard field goal. You can paint this with purple. My goodness. All you can ask is that he hit it good, and boy, did he hit it good. Jeff Charles reaching back. I mean, he he pulled that from somewhere. That was awesome. I tell you what. Chill inducing. Uh, last play of the game, victory Jeff Charles is my favorite Jeff Charles. I That never gets old. And put that one with the highlight reel for Jeff. That was, uh, that was an all-timer. That was great to hear. I really did harken back to old, happy ECU times, which right now... We might be starting to live in those times I was again. waiting for a, you can paint these midshipmen purple! Oh. Uh, but what I hear in that voice is, you know, he's calling play-by-play play for meaning, meaningful football. Meaningful football in November, and he's going to be calling meaningful football in December because the Pirates are going back bowling. So you can just tell the excitement in Jeff's voice. Yeah. You might be asking yourself, guys, when's the last time East Carolina beat a ranked opponent? Have you asked yourself that? No. There's been a lot of... When's the last time? Um, believe it or not, East Carolina has been better than I would have thought they've been against top twenty-five opponents. They're all time. They've um, have thirteen victories over top twenty-five opponents. Now there uh, also is one tie. That's a little neat sports trivia question you could include one day against North Carolina. They tied North Carolina back in I believe the seventies. Go for the tie. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, 62 losses, but still 13 victories. There have been a lot of close calls, too, many close calls. But the last time East Carolina has beaten a top 25 team, can you name it? Mm, uh, Virginia Tech, 2014. Let, let me take you back to 2014 Clip Rock. That was a win against Virginia Tech, but there was also a little game against the North Carolina Tar Heels that year 
where the Pirates hung 70 points on the heels, and North Carolina came in here number 25 in the nation. They were not in my rankings. So that is the last time you got to go back to 2014. Then you might be asking yourself, well, what's the high, would number four? From my memory, that would be the highest ranked opponent ever East Carolina has beaten. Can you name from your memory? Yeah, the next one, the next highest. Um, well, they beat West Virginia when they were ranked. Uh, maybe Miami. Uh, the highest that I have seen that with a victory is uh, well, you're right, Clip. Uh, number four. Nope, nope, that was a loss. Number eight, West Virginia was a victory. So number eight is the highest as far as a victory. All right. Because Miami was, uh, those were losses when they were number three, number four. They've played higher teams, but they were not victorious. Miami was number 12 when they beat them in 96. Okay. If that's the one you were thinking of. Um, I was thinking either 99. 99, they were number nine. Or the, the one nation. the one on the road was 96. 96, I was at that. That was at Miami. It was a great win. 36, so, 31-6. And the one in Raleigh that hurricane year, was uh, the, Miami was number nine. So also the Pat White-West Virginia team would be the answer. Yes. At Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Correct. In a uh, September game with Mike Patrick on the call. Holy cow. I love that guy. These pirates are just bulldozing the Mountaineers. You know the game Mike Whatever Pat- happened to Britney what Spears? What about Britney? You know uh, the game Mike Patrick did, one of my favorites? Which one was that? The 1992 Peach Bowl. No, he did. Oh, he did it. I thought he did the Peach Bowl. Oh, no, no. No, who's the other announcer I love? That's this. straight cap. Uh, that did the Troy, ball. you don't know anything about the thing you love the most. Uh, well, Holy watch, cow. I didn't watch Holy it on TV. Cow. I was there. Guys, no. never heard of Ron Franklin. Ron Franklin, life. that's it. Holy God, I forgot. Cow. Ron Franklin. I was thinking it was Mike Patrick. What do you... What, who was with? Oh, Dr. Jerry Punch was working sideways. Does it sound like I would say Fisher will score? <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow, this guy. You're right, my bad. Whoops. Ron Franklin. God, I love Ron Franklin. You know my favorite Mike Patrick call of all time? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Havlicek stole the ball. Havlicek stole the ball. You know what else my favorite Mike Patrick call of all time was? Now I'm just naming calls that wasn't Mike Patrick. I don't know. Uh, no. So who uh, – we don't know the play-by-play play guy for Saturday, uh, Friday? Uh, Tom told me and I forgot. <laughs> I didn't know it was that important. I can go find the game. Text Tom time. back. Yeah. No. No. Leave Tom alone. <laughs> Leave Tom alone. <laughs> now, usually it says it's in the game notes. Now he'll be like, I told you at the press conference who it was. Leave Tom alone. <laughs> We're just going to just bite the bullet on this yeah. one. And, and you know, Tom, Tom, the SID at uh, East, uh, ECU said – What'd he say? Uh, anyway. <laughs> nice Jameis Winston there, Chandler. All right. Uh, we got the big calls coming up later on He's in like, the show. No more dumb questions from Troy for yeah. uh, stuff I've already answered. Uh, let's hear uh, Mike Houston's opening comments real quick. We'll hear more from Coach Houston coming up next hour, but his comments after the win and looking ahead to the Bearcats. All right. Obviously, uh, you know, pretty exciting uh, road win this past weekend up in Annapolis. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think, you know, we talked about it last week. Uh, tough place to play and a uh, really good football team. Uh, you know, and with two weeks to get ready, you kind of you kind of knew what it was going to be. Uh, you know, senior day up there, 25 seniors uh, being recognized. And, uh, you know, it's uh, I knew it was going to be a good one, and it was. 
uh, you know, went down, right down to the wire, and uh, you know, what a way to win it. So, but I think it uh, continues to show just uh, the growth of this this group, and uh, you know, their ability to finish close ball games here. Uh, after you know, uh, we've had our we've had our share of close losses, uh, and so it's you know, back to back weeks getting uh, big road wins uh, in conference play uh, in the fashion that we've won them in. Uh, just you know, shows the shows the continued belief, resiliency, confidence, growth, uh, all those things. So really, really proud of the of the kids uh, and uh, you know the way they stuck together and found a way to get it done. So um, you know, good win. Uh, obviously, that one you had to get over pretty quick. And uh, so we started on Cincinnati yesterday. Uh, you know, regular season finale, uh, last home football game of the year, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium this Friday afternoon at three thirty. Uh, you know, big football game for our program. Uh, you know, a chance to uh, you know uh, hopefully get win number eight. Uh, it'll be tough. Uh, you're playing, you know, one of the top couple of teams in the country. Obviously, they've had a special season. Um, you know, they've uh, you know nobody nobody's nobody's knocked them off. You know, undefeated. So, uh, I think uh, highest ranked opponent to ever visit Daddy Ficklin Stadium. I think uh, Miami back in the '80s was maybe ranked third uh, coming in here, so uh, uh, I anticipate them probably being uh, about the same. Uh, so, you know, tough task. But, you know what, exciting time. And if uh, if you'd have told me back in the summer we had uh, this situation going into this ball game, I promise you, me and everybody else around Greenville would have taken it. So, uh, the kids are motivated. Uh, you know, they're excited about the game. Uh, you know, the biggest thing is just, you know, uh, you know, really Need Pirate Nation, so uh, need our student body. Uh, I know it's Thanksgiving weekend, but uh, you know what? We'll celebrate Thanksgiving on Saturday. Uh, let's fill uh, fill Daddy Ficklin on uh, Friday afternoon. So uh, should be a good one. All right, Mike Houston, there, fired up, ready to go. And uh, Troy, we've been saying for a while now, just looking at results, looking at how much you know bigger, more deeper this football team has become. That. You know, they're building something here. Mike Houston is building something. Mm-hmm. Like, at what point do you say it's been built? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, I think this it's kind of, you know, I remember Ruff had a saying, the hay is never in the barn. So you know, it's just get, never. And I don't, I think it's, and if anyone that's been on a barn and does hay, like you can always put more hay in the barn. I don't think your job's ever done. And when you're building something, I don't think it's ever completed. You're constantly building them for the next year. Uh, so I don't think you can ever sit back in this type of thing and say, we're done. It's not just like a house that's completed. You turn the keys over and you leave. Uh, I think this is a constant work in progress. Now, he is building. I don't think the building ends, but he's obviously building it better, and it is making a turn. And I think we're witnessing that before our eyes yeah. this season. Uh, and it's just, it could be they're the old saying, like you – you wish you knew the good old days were happening while they were happening. Right. Like, I feel right. like there are good old days happening right now. Yeah. And enjoy I, them. you hope we can continue it. But I think right now you got to really enjoy, appreciate whatever the, what, what he's done, what this team is doing at this moment. You never stay the same. You know, you're either always getting better or you're always, or you're getting worse. You're, yeah. you're slipping back, you're getting worse, or you're getting better. And we've had a lot of years where ECU slipped back and was getting worse. And I think finally now, after seven years, six, seven years, we're seeing ECU get better again and move forward. And each game, they're getting better. Each game, they're getting more confidence. And I, I think that's been a tribute to Mike Houston, the staff. 
even in the down his first couple years, you saw the team get better as the season went on. Obviously, this year is no exception. You know, this team is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's why, you know, preseason, or if you would have gone back, you know, even five weeks ago and said, oh, East Carolina and Cincinnati, you wouldn't even given them a chance. I don't think people would be, it wouldn't be as stunning as an upset as it would have been a year ago. You know, I mean, East Carolina to beat an undefeated Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, Weaver and I were talking about on the fifth quarter that people would call in after a win over like USF or Temple and say, we're beating Cincinnati. And I'd just be like, relax, calm down. Yeah. I'd do the Troy D from last Monday or whatever. It was a couple Mondays ago. Uh, look, we, we beat we won, we beat a bad team today. It doesn't right. mean we're going to beat Cincinnati. But since that time, Cincinnati has come back down to earth. East Carolina has risen up. And, and Cincinnati, I will say, uh, they got a little dust off on Saturday when they rolled SMU. Cincinnati yeah. had been skating by, and they put the beat down on SMU. They were probably yeah. tired of hearing about how they uh, Barely getting by. had peaked and all that. Yeah. So uh, they're going to come in here with everything in the world in front of them. Yep. And pay attention. I, I said this Saturday. I said pay attention to Utah, Oregon, because if Oregon loses, they're out of the top four. Sure enough, Utah beat the brakes off of Oregon. So Tuesday night, when they do those rankings, Cincinnati will likely be top four. Right. If the season ended today, yeah. they are in the playoff. Well, know? I guess they are like AP or whatever poll has them number four right now. But the college but they don't care play. about that. I they know. want to play for the playoff Co- correct. championship. That's right. So there is a chance that when they come here. Uh, well, they got two tough games. They got to come on the road to East Carolina, which is not going to be an easy game for them. And then they got to get through Houston, Houston on uh, on the championship game, yeah. which isn't going to be easy. So even if they get by East Carolina, they still got another tough one to get there. All the pressure in the world right now on Cincinnati absolutely they're feeling it yeah so 100 percent. cincinnati a 14 point favorite uh heading into the game friday moved at all i saw it opened at 14 i, I don't know if there's any action on that and but, uh, i absolutely <laughs> i like the points on this i love the points yeah on this uh right now the way the pirates are playing and i bet the money line on this now if you had the guts to put your money where my mouth is <laughs> uh it's probably a nice little payday troy would love spending your money on <laughs> yeah it. if you'd like to make a donation i will absolutely put it on the pirates for you east carolina play cincinnati and i'm trying to find the line i know it's hard to do live in real time yeah and that line is 13 and a half yeah so it's gone down a little bit troy put somebody else's money on the pirates yeah. and it uh moved the line um clip got a big show coming up i know you got a lot to get to five o'clock hour we'll hear from a couple of the stores a couple of pirate radio athletes holt nailers and uh sneed will be with us in the five o'clock hour and looking forward to talking to dj ford coming up at four o'clock looking forward to talking to brian bailey in about five minutes troy Enjoyed it. We'll uh, reconvene later on in the show. Sounds good. See you in a little while. Mike says uh, Cincinnati won't be top four. Michigan will slide up because Michigan and Ohio State play this weekend, and they want to put those big, juicy numbers beside those names. You might be right, but the loser of that game will then drop out. So Cincinnati's in a good spot right now. Not a great spot, but a good spot with Oregon losing on Saturday. Still work to be done for them to make the playoff. And, of course, the most work for them is to win out, which East Carolina is trying to not let them do uh, coming up this Friday. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Chandler, are you doing all right, man? I'm sorry I physically accosted you, but you, it, you did. it had to be done. 
Well, you know, it's not the first time I've been sexually assaulted here at work. I don't think you technically <laughs> touched him. You just invaded his personal space. I, I definitely had, touched him. Oh, you did? My bad. Oh, yeah. Chest oh, on my back. A lot oh, of touch. Okay. He- heavy breathing. I had an obstructed view. I'm sorry. I didn't get to see it good. I'll have to go back to the tape. Yeah. I was... Well, it's all assaulted. I was assaulted. There was definitely heavy breathing. We all heard that. Yeah. Um... <laughs> You like that? I was it's not. the worst thing you can hear when you're getting molested. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jeez. All right, we're back with Brian. He's man. back. After this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. University PC Care is the local tech support experts for any business need. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. Hi, back inside Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Cliff Brock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. Wild first segment there. Do we got BB? Yes, we do. Let's hear from Brian Bailey, who joins us on the Fixed NC Live line. What a trip to Annapolis for Brian Bailey. Missed out on the celebration after the Memphis win, but dang it, Bailey, you got one on uh, Saturday, maybe even a better one uh, after that Owen Daffer kick. And that's what Coach Houston said. He said he thought the celebration after the Daffer kick was better than the one at Memphis, but they both were memorable wins for uh, the Coach Houston era at East Carolina for sure. And that Navy trip, you know, it's always, you know, an experience to go to Navy. I, I've said it a couple of times, but it, if you haven't gone to Navy to see a football game, you need to do it just because it, it's just so. You, know, you see the 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 men and the women that march onto the field, and you know how. You know, you, first of all, you know how smart they are, and you know you know how they're trained to, to protect the country later on, and what they'll be doing with their lives. And it's really just you know all of the traditions that go along with with the, the service academies. It was really a blast. That part of it was so much fun. And then the game itself, back and forth, and Navy made some huge plays in the game. You know, there was controversy in the game with the holding penalty that got picked up, and uh, it was it was big. A great win, and Bailey, you were able to talk to Owen Daffer after the win. What a uh, I don't know what I, I don't know if shy, just kind of unassuming guy he is, and to do those interviews as emotional as he was right after the game was uh, it was pretty awesome to to hear from him after he made the kick and saying it was what his first game winner the longest kick he's ever had uh you know in a game in his career and uh he did it all there on the biggest stage for east carolina to win that one it was a great moment for him and what really got me that night was you know you trying to translate everything and get it all you know because you you saw what you saw then you start asking questions and and Holt Naylor's comes over and he goes, you know, we were going to try Hail Mary. That's what the, the thought was. The field goes too long. And Holton said, I was one of them. And a couple of other guys, you know, they, they were like, yeah, coach, let's, let's kick it. Let's kick it. And they all wanted to kick it. So the coaches decided, okay, let's kick it. And so they went ahead and kicked the field goal. 
and man, what a great decision that one turned out to be. I really, and I think, yeah, you know, I think Owen's a great kicker. I haven't seen him kick all that many times, but with the weather the way it was, I just wondered if he could get it that far because it wasn't brutally cold like like the Liberty Bowl that year we talk about so many times. But it was it was a little nippy outside, and uh, for him to come out there and get that thing from fifty four yards, that was something. Brian Bailey joining us. We'll hear uh, some more inside stories coming up uh, later on in the show. DJ Ford joins us at 4 o'clock inside the Players' Lounge. And then Holt Naylor's and Tyler Sneed coming up at 5 o'clock. And uh, just so many clutch moments in that game. Holt Naylor's to Tyler Sneed on that bomb, Bailey, to set up the field goal. What a play that was. Maybe Holton's best throw uh, that I can recall. Dropped it right in, and then Sneed with a man on him to keep the control of that football to make sure he uh, secured it to the ground. That was a uh, a clutch play. and and a dip- I mean, you run that play 10 times, Bailey. That, that's like a, it's a 50-50 ball. It's in Sneed's hands, but that defender's all over him, and uh, you got to give him a lot of credit for securing that catch. And also on a play, and you've seen many a play like that as well, when it's a 50-50 ball like that, depending on how the players fall, sometimes that depends on who gets the football. You know what I'm saying? The weight's distributed a certain way, and you fall, and the defensive back may end up with the football. You know, obviously, you know, if both players have possession, it goes to the offense, which is pretty close to what we saw. But it was just an amazing catch. It's a a clutch, clutch play when the Pirates needed it most, and, uh, it was, it was, it, it was really, you know, when you're watching it, you kind of, it's kind of one of those games you'll think back, you know, a couple of years ago and say, man, that was, that was something special at Navy on Saturday night. Talking to Double B, Brian Bailey on the Fixed NC Live Line. He joins us today. Brian Bailey show uh, aired earlier at noon live. If you missed it, you can check it out at six o'clock. A lot of high school football talk. We'll get to that in a moment, Bailey. But East Carolina now has Cincinnati in front of them and, you know, you hear the phrases like nothing to lose and, you know, all the pressure is going to be on Cincinnati. But I can tell you, this one's important to Mike Houston. This was important to these seniors on Senior Day uh, on Friday. And uh, Mike Houston doing all he can to make sure there are butts in the seats. And, and judging by the fifth quarter and and the comments online, there, there's going to be a pretty good crowd. This, this has been a tough one over the years, Bailey, as you know, to get people to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium the day or two after Thanksgiving. But they are putting the full court press on this year, and hopefully it leads to an energetic crowd uh, coming up on ABC on Friday. Yeah, we hope so. It, it is a tough sell regardless. I mean, you're going to have certain you know fans that are going to come regardless, obviously. But, but with Cincinnati coming to town, ranked fourth nationally, maybe ranked fourth as far as the college football playoff. We'll find out tomorrow night uh, when that's released again. With the students being gone, that's a big disadvantage. But now they're, they're giving away a, a free ticket, uh, a guest ticket, to go with the student ticket. So that'll be a plus. And, you know, they are. They're trying to get as many fans in the stands as they possibly can. they got some other discounts going around. And, and I hope we can have a big crowd because this team, you know, you got to remember, this team was staring 0-3 in the face in Huntington. And they bounce back against uh, Marshall, and Marshall has a winning record right now. So, I mean, it's a team that, you know, East Carolina fighting back like they have and really, you know, shoulda, coulda, wouldas, but they had a chance to win a couple more games. They could be battling for a spot in the championship game. They came close to that anyway. Credit to them for sticking with it uh, despite the bad years and despite some close losses this year. I tweeted it out, uh, Bailey, on Saturday night after South Carolina knocked off Auburn. I said, take yourself back to that September 11th game against South Carolina, uh, just a, a rock fight of a football game between those teams. And 
said, as you were leaving Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, I told you that on November 20th, East Carolina would get win number seven and South Carolina would beat Auburn to become bowl eligible. You'd think I was absolutely nuts, but that's what happened. I mean, kudos to Shane Beamer in South Carolina in year one for getting them to a bowl. And, of course, uh, major kudos to Mike Houston, what this team has done. But just goes to show you, Bailey, you just can't write off anything early in the season. Things can change. It's a long season, and uh, the Pirates stuck with it week in, week out, and, and here they are. Yeah, and that was a good tweet by you. It wasn't your best tweet of the night. Your best tweet was about the picture <laughs> with the guy, Paul E, and his last name. That was hilarious. If you haven't seen that, you can follow on Twitter because that, I, almost, I almost rolled out of my chair on that one. I thought that was hilarious. Apparently, I saw I go. Uh... I think did Mike Houston address it in the uh, post game? He said that if they caught my reaction at the end, I'm going to become a meme. Well, somebody caught it, and uh, and Mike Houston's words were out there. If you're a good or half decent lip reader, you could see what he says. And yeah, I found the guy that Mike Houston was calling there. Holy, uh, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> and the camera, just give his director credit because he almost cut away from from Houston. You know, he got he, he cut it as best he could, but it was. Uh, but I think that's how we all felt. <laughs> no doubt about it. A uh, really fun edition of the fifth quarter with Weave and I on Saturday night. We'll hear some of those big calls coming up later on in the show. Bailey, I heard a bit of an interview. Jeff Charles was talking to the director of the military bowl, and he, he gave his whole, uh, you know, and and it was it was sincere. I could tell when he was talking. He said he's so glad to see East Carolina back to where they are because. The, the fan base and the tradition and the history and all that, uh, he was excited to see East Carolina back in the spot they're in and sounded like, and I'm sure he says this about every school when he talks to their play-by-play voice, but uh, he'd love to have the Pirates in Annapolis and the fans they would bring. So what, if anything, are you hearing right now, Bailey, about bowl games and uh, and where East Carolina could be going? That's what the word from the American, it sounded like, uh, a couple of, from the office were, were in Annapolis and, and some of the, the scuttlebutt sounded like that that was the, the, I guess the leader in the clubhouse, as far as bowls go, I don't think you can rule out Myrtle beach yet either. And Fenway keeps popping up. So I think between those three, but it sounded like that the military might be in the lead right now, as far as the bowl goes. And that would be an ACC opponent, Bailey. Is that right? I believe so. I've seen, I've seen some, uh, People saying it could be ECU and Virginia Tech, which I think would be great. Interesting. Uh, yeah. ECU, North Carolina. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, pretty much any matchup you get with an ACC team is going to be interesting. Uh, I'm looking at SI's bowl projections, and they have the Pirates uh, in a in a bowl game where we're in a Buccaneer stadium, and the, the I think the name Gasparilla has something to do with a Pirate too, right? So Raymond James Stadium gasparilla bowl versus uab that's the first time i think i've seen that projection but um is that the cure bowl no gasparilla's tampa cure bowl is orlando i believe yeah you're right you're right yeah gasparilla's tampa i hadn't seen that one fenway bowl boston college versus tulsa so there's a million of these projections out there right now but bailey uh got his ear to the ground and uh and hearing a lot of military it makes sense uh geography wise bailey but and i heard troy d mention this earlier today i think it's a good point you got to kind of wait and see what if east carolina beats cincinnati and then they could get reshuffled again right right that most certainly could yeah i think that that's that's the big if right now and 
So if Cincinnati doesn't go to the college football playoff, they're still going to be in one of those New Year's Six Bowls, right, Bailey? Most, as long as they're ranked higher than anybody else, yes. Yeah. It will be. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, man, how, how cool is it to be talking about this mess this time of year, Bailey? I tell you, that's what Coach Houston said the other day that he was. He told the team, he quoted Frank Boros, and he said, he said they remember November, <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. They remember November, and then finally – in pirate football, we'll have some games in November that hopefully I know we'll never forget the Navy game or the Memphis game. So that's a couple of them. Bailey, uh, I was I had to pick up my stepdaughter at the airport yesterday, and we went to uh, the Crabtree and walked around and ate. Had a nice little family day. So I missed a lot of football. Could you recap me on NFL Sunday? What did I miss? Uh, I decided to take the day off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I think we all know what that so means. So did I. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Nobody watched football yesterday. That's crazy. That's weird how that happened, huh? It really is strange. <laughs> I was I was working on some. I was just working on my Panther highlights, and I just saw a sack by uh, the Washington football team with a minute to play. So. Mm. Deron Payne. You could throw that highlight out. <laughs> uh, y'all lost to a good team, Bailey. No, no harm in that, right? AFC team, that don't hurt you too much. The Cowboys are just banged up. I mean, they lost CeeDee Lamb to a concussion. He's in concussion protocol. They've got Amari uh, Cooper. I mean, he's got the COVID. So, they both made I think. I think Cooper's already been ruled out for Thanksgiving. I think, you know, we're just waiting on CeeDee Lamb. And offensive line, there's an injury or two. The, the key, as I said, in the NFL, you got to stay healthy. And, you know, now they got to try to figure out a way to get healthy again. I think, yeah, and that, that's true. I think the main thing at this point right now, if you're a fan of a football team, you don't want to be the headline, the storyline. And the Panthers' loss is not a big deal. The Cowboys losing, not a big deal. Today, you don't want to be the Titans. They lost at home to the Texans, which you can't even start to explain. Um, and I think there's another one in there. Uh, you almost didn't want to be the Browns, but they did win 13 to 10 over the lines. But week to week, Bailey, we see these wild scores. You just want to really avoid those if you can. And the Bills on Sunday. I mean, I, I, the Colts, where do they come from? There you go. That's another. That's the other one I was going to say. Because now if you look at the standings, guess who's on top of the AFC East? Meet the new boss. Same as the old boss, the Patriots, back on top of the East. How about that? That is nuts. And I thought the Bills. I thought the Bills. I thought the Bills and Packers were the best two out there. There you go. So you don't know nothing. As soon as you think you know something about the NFL, you are reminded you don't know anything about what could happen week to week. All right, Bailey. It uh, looks like I'll be talking to Will Bland Wednesday at three o'clock. That's our routine here in the playoffs. Bailey had him on earlier on the Brian Bailey Show. How about JH Rose going on the road and win? I asked. Uh, I think it was when I was talking to Brian North on on Saturday. Uh, was that an upset that Rose pulled? And he said, "Nah, it was because it was on the road, maybe." But uh, but he thought Rose could go down there and get it done, and uh, and they certainly did. Well, don't tell Will. The last time he was on my show, they lost to Newburn. <laughs> oh no! This is going to be your fault then. <laughs> it will be. Hey, I heard you talking about the the uh, seedings for this game, Bailey. Is that? So is Rose like a big favorite in this game? Like, what? How do you handicap this one on uh, Friday night? I don't think they're a big favorite because I think this time of year, I think Scotland County played in a, in a really good year, a uh, league rather, and I think that they they've had a good year. But I think they're kind of like Rose; they lost some games that maybe they weren't expecting to lose. They're always tough. I mean, you know, Scotland County comes to town, and if you have to go to Scotland County, that's real trouble in, in whatever sport you're in. 
So I think it'll be a dog fight. I think Rose can certainly win. I, th- I like Rose's chances this week better than I did last week going down to Fayetteville. So. And, and if Rose wins, you were uh, not looking ahead, but kind of looking ahead at the same time, right? Potentially a date with uh, conference foe Jacksonville. Is that right? Yeah, I do that a lot. I always tell the coach, I know you don't look ahead. I just the coach is looking What if this happens and this happens? So Tarboro could play Northside next week, and those guys are good friends. You know, Rose and Jacksonville could hook up again, the big Carolina 3 and 4 a So, yeah, it, 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 could be, it could be really a, a neat Friday night next week for the Eastern Finals, but you got to make it there. Bailey, we'll talk to you on Friday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. What is your go-to side dish, Bailey? Uh, all-time favorite side dish on Thanksgiving. Well, my, I guess my favorite is my mom's dressing, but I won't get any of that this year because I won't. They're not coming down. Uh, but I like. I just. I just like to have the meal around one or one thirty. Take a nap during that Lions game and wake up. And just hope to the Thanksgiving gods that the Cowboys can win. And then I, I will sneak a piece of pie. I was going to say I will sneak a pie or two, a piece of pie or two during the Cowboys game. And Luke Combs is playing at halftime. How can the Cowboys lose? I tell you what, they, there's no such thing as bad football. Like, bad football is better than no football. But this is a uh, pretty brutal slate of games for Thanksgiving. What's the night game? I forget. Bills at Saints. Uh, it doesn't do much They're for me. They're off huge losses, right? <laughs> What's that? They're both coming off huge losses. Yeah, uh, every team playing on Thanksgiving lost on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, if you are not a big like weekend week out football fan, and you flip over to CBS at four thirty, and you see the Cowboys jersey and the Raiders jersey, that'll look pretty cool. Raiders, Cowboys, two classic teams. Then you start to dive into what they've been doing, and you're like, oh, okay. Not much here. Wow. But anyway. That's a lot. we got to watch that game. Anyway, enjoy it. Double B, thanks for joining us. We'll uh, we'll talk to you Friday at uh, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. you got a busy day. How are you going to cover uh, ECU, touchdown Friday? you got you're doing it all Friday. My knees hurt right now because I've been on them all day begging people to help me on Friday. <laughs> Everybody's off, and everybody wants to be with their families. I don't blame them. Yeah, but we're going to try to figure out some way to get them all done. All right. Well, rest up Saturday. We'll have a. What are you doing Saturday? Watching football, hanging out. Watching football and hanging out. Yes, sir. Exactly. Sounds good. Sounds like a winner. Thank you, Bailey. All right, buddy. Take care. Double B. Brian Bailey joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout. Come back. Wrap up hour number one. Coming up in hour two, our Bud Light ECU report. DJ Ford joins us inside the players lounge also we got mike houston comments and we'll hear from more pirate players we got a lot to do and uh we got to take a break so we can come back and do it after this you're listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back tommy's express car wash come experience the difference at tommy's now open at the corner of greenville boulevard and red banks road doesn't your car deserve it visit tommy's express car wash today now let's head back in to Oh, PRL. <laughs> I almost said the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Not yet. Not yet. That's not till Friday. Here you go, Clip. 
And, uh, man, we will be saying our final edition of the Bud Light pregame wow. tailgate. But that's this the, year, this year really has flown by. I mean, if you thought about this it. this year. We got a bowl no, game, No, we got baby. one more. So, uh, two more to go. It's not a two more. Two more. Two more. Two more. All right. Excited about that. Pirates winning against Navy on Saturday. Sets up a big one coming up Friday. We'll be with you 1130 the day after Thanksgiving. And t- talking football up until 330. Kickoff on ABC and a Friday evening edition of the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Excited about that, so I can have a Saturday to watch some football uh, coming up. That's always good. Um, you're talking about this Saturday. Yeah. I uh, I am going to the movies. I'm going to the movies. What it's the, movie it'll be the see? first time I've been to the movies since 2019. What are you going to go see? I am going to go see Ghostbusters. Okay. Who are you going to go? Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. You know what? I don't. My niece. Don't, I'm going with my niece. I don't actually. really know anything about this. Um, who is, are the Gus, the Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. Who are they going to? Uh, the uh, three of the original four members actually make an appearance in the movie. Dan Aykroyd, um, Bill Murray, Bill Murray, and Ernie. I forgot his last name. Um, <laughs> Ernie Kent is the foot is the basketball coach. Ernie, uh, get, 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 Ernie. I got to look it up. Ah, I can't think about it all off the top of my head. But, Ernie uh, Hudson. Hudson, yep, that's yeah. it. Ernie Hudson. But the three of them are in the movie, but there's also... Uh, uh, but they're not the Ghostbusters. No. Okay. Um, Paul Rudd is in the movie. Paul People, Rudd. People's um, Sexiest Man Alive. I was going to say... A.K.A. The, Ant-Man. Preslin, do you think Paul Rudd's the sexiest man alive? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the sexiest man alive, according to Preslin? Tom Brady. <laughs> wow. Touchdown, Tom. The goat. Huh. The okay. TV plan is, is working. Has he been the sexiest that. man in life before? I don't think so. I don't remember him ever being. Ah, uh, maybe not. I don't um, think so. I'm sure he's been on, like, has he ever been on that? Uh, what is it? Because they've done, I know they've done men before, but like the, the, Today, Junior. Like the body issue. Uh, oh, like Sports Illustrated. Yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. The best one of those was uh, Prince Fielder. Now that's a that's a sexy man. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find a list. So I kind of like Paul Rudd being named that because he's a very like just normal looking guy. Normal looking dude. Yeah. He he's average hey. compared to other guys that have been named the sexiest man alive the uh 2020 winner was michael b jordan oh yes 2019 john legend uh, okay 2018 oh. i'll agree with this one idris elba idris elba yeah. yes handsome looking fella yep 2017 blake shelton <laughs> 2016 the rock why didn't he just win every year? Well, there have been guys that have won multiple times. 2015, David Beckham. Bend it like Beckham. 2014, Chris Hemsworth. He mm-hmm. is, uh, is that Thor? Thor? That is Thor. That's Thor. Oh, 2013, Adam Levine. Oh, see, uh, I just uh, yeah. They messed up there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I'm judging these. We should probably have somebody else do it. Channing Tatum. Oh, of course. Come on. Magic Mike. He could probably win every year. Bradley Cooper, handsome fella. Ryan Reynolds. 
He's got the look and the personality. Oh my goodness! The sense of humor. One of the funniest dudes. Deadpool. I mean, there is nobody that could have done Deadpool better than him. All right, 2009, Johnny Depp. Look but at his he, picture. Does that look like the sexiest man alive? No. To you? He looks sickly. Give me a break, people. And Johnny Depp without like a mustache, like How did we get or a, a not a mustache, <laughs> uh, facial hair. Uh, twenty. I mean, George Clooney has won it several times. Brad Pitt won it several Cam times. Newton. You know that Chandler? Just kidding. In middle oh. school, he was the sexiest man alive. They called him Biggest Loser Alive. <laughs> oh, Sorry, geez. I was looking at the wrong list. <laughs> I thought we were done with that. <laughs> Never. <No. laughs> Never. <laughs> All right. So anyway, wow. what were we even talking about? Biggest loser I have as a no idea. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he was a kid. They were calling him a loser. Oh, because Paul Rudd is in the Ghostbusters movie. Okay. Who also, else is uh, Finn Wolfhard. Most people wouldn't know That's that name. That's a fake name. That no. That, that is, is better known as Mike from Stranger Things. Okay. Eleven's boyfriend. His real name is Finn Wolfhard, That's and he why? is actually in the movie. That sounds like one of those where you um, you type in your dog's name and your road and you come up with your porn name mm-hmm. finn wolfhard that is his name huh all right but uh he's also in the movie i don't know anybody else those are the only ones i've seen okay um but i am excited to see it uh so far i mean it had a very good opening last weekend so pretty finn excited wolfhard, about it paul rudd bill murray dan Aykroyd. oh carrie coon i like her she was in the leftovers a great show on hbo okay see i never saw that sigourney weaver annie pot shut oh yeah that's right because um are these spoilers should i not be saying this no 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 no. annie potts was the secretary in the original movie sigourney weaver are you the gatekeeper <laughs> um I, rick moranis is not in this movie i am assuming Oh, maybe he'll do one of those like uncredited cameos or something. I wish he would. I, tell I you loved what, him in that movie. That Ghostbusters with the uh, painting. Oh yes, was that two or that I don't was know. the second one that used to terrify me as a. Oh, child. that painting still make, it gives me the heebie-jeebies every uh, time I see it. Very scary. It's of that. just that look that he gives in yeah. the painting is just terrifying. All right, uh, so there you go, Chandler. What are you doing Saturday? Uh, I think I'm going to go back home. To Sampson County, and just, I'm back. I'm back, and I think we're going to do uh, Christmas stuff on Sunday, like putting up the tree, putting up decorations, oh. put on some Christmas tunes. Yeah, maybe make a few goodies, some sausage balls, or some. Oh man, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to. My make dad, some... my dad uh, makes the greatest sausage balls. You know what? If that is true, I want to taste some of the, your dad's sausage balls on Monday. Okay, I'll bring you some of his balls. Uh, drop them off on, in my office. Drop them right on the table. Wow. <laughs> Drop them on the table and like let you indulge. I am, you know this about me, right? Huge sausage balls You're a guy. Huge balls guy. I mean, I, the sausage balls, we should have them year round, but this time of the year, that's my, my favorite treat. You're a big sausage guy anyway. True. That is true. Like, you love sausage. I'm going gonna, to make some haystacks this year. What are you, 12? What are you, a child? <laughs> no. Save this for when Troy's no. back. Later. Yeah, I was going to no, say, no, this I'm is more Troy's alleyway than yeah, yeah. Clips. No, but, I mean, you do. Like, <laughs> What is wrong with you? No, you go to the scullery a lot, and, and then you also like... <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get it out. 
<laughs> you always talk about the pasta at Familia, and you always have to bring up sausage and put it on your pasta. I it's love kind of sausage. <laughs> do I love sausage too much? You love sausage balls. Yeah, too. but. No, I do too. I, I love it. And I cannot go a whole Christmas without sausage balls. All right, fine. Good grief. Oh, Troy just, man. I'm sorry. Troy just said on Facebook Live, nobody loves sausage balls more than Ellerby. Wow. Oh. Wow. I don't know about that. But I'm going to make some haystacks this weekend. Yeah. That's, I love haystacks. That's about, kind of like my favorite Christmas, like, candy type thing nah yeah i don't know i I am a huge fan of those haystacks but you you know those and the straws the cheese straws they're they're okay but great but i need uh, you know what troy we talk about this a lot like what would be our uh eating competition food like if we were in uh major league eating i think ellerby and i should have a sausage ball off Mm. Mm. (laughs) all right i was gonna say something and then i'd stop myself DJ Ford joins us after this. We'll also hear what Mike Houston had to say earlier today at his weekly press conference. That's on the way. The Bud Light ECU report right here on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Or are you curious about this current real estate market? Well, do you or do you need a property manager for rental houses? Well, ECU alum Scott Harris with Remax and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have a real estate question, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Still to come on today's show, you'll hear from Holden Aylers and Tyler Snead. That's coming up in our final hour of today's program, the 5 o'clock hour, right at 5 o'clock. Also, our big calls of the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. So, still a lot to get to here on this Monday. But right now, we will head inside the Players' Lounge for the first time today and talk to East Carolina Safety DJ Ford. I had a chance to talk to DJ uh, this morning as he joined us on a busy workday for the Pirate football team. Let's hear that conversation right now. All right, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live line and jump inside the Players' Lounge here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. East Carolina Safety DJ Ford joining us coming off the 38-35 to dramatic victory over navy and uh first of all dj congratulations win number seven uh how'd that one feel on saturday yes sir win number seven it felt great uh especially to win the way that we won there's nothing but positive feelings that you can have so dj owen daffer goes out there for a 54 yarder now people watching the games this year we haven't seen much of daffer beyond 40 so we didn't quite know his range. We didn't know what he was capable of and just really hadn't seen it yet in uh, in 2021. How about when they uh, they send Daffer out there to to attempt that 54-yarder? Uh, tell us the, the feelings you're feeling on the sidelines there. Man, uh, 
the emotions were all over the place. Owen being a younger guy, like you said, he never attempted anything quite that long. Um, he's very consistent in practice. I have a, a lot of uh, faith in his abilities and everything like that. But you never know how someone will do in a pressure situation like that. So um, I was a little nervous as he trotted out there, to be honest. But I did have faith in him. I did believe that he was going to make it. And he proved me right. And I couldn't be happier for him. And then uh, another celebration. One week after the celebration on the field with the defense getting the stop against Memphis, it's a uh, celebration on the field with the special teams as uh, ECU comes up with the three-point victory. And those never get old, right, DJ? I mean, heck, we've waited a long time for some celebrations around here. Now you're getting them just about every week. Oh, no, sir. It never gets old. It's so fun to go in that locker room and party it up with the guys that you worked hard with all year long for those few opportunities. So it's amazing. I'll never take it for granted. East Carolina's second win all time against Navy. The last time they won was 2011 and the score of that game was 38 to 35 right there on the same field. So history repeating itself on Saturday with the East Carolina victory over Navy. I always hear too uh, from coaches and, and former players, DJ, that that week after Navy, you kind of feel it because the, the blocks uh, that, that they're giving you, especially on the defensive line, but even uh, as a DB, uh, you are not playing a normal game that week before. So how's the body, uh, how's the team feeling right now as we head into Cincinnati week? Um, I think some guys were a little a little sore, but that's you know a part of football. That's what comes along with playing the game, especially playing a, a physical team like Navy and their style of ball with the triple option, the cut blocks and things of that nature. So um Guys are a little sore, but we're excited for the opportunity this week. Uh, we're making sure we do everything we can to get back and get ready for this big matchup this week. And that matchup is against undefeated Cincinnati. And Cincinnati have been playing some tighter games heading into the weekend, but they beat a really good team by a lot of points, uh, SMU, on Saturday. So maybe they have uh, found their rhythm again as they come into Greenville on Friday. DJ, as a player, it is your your job to only look at, at the week ahead, only look at this week's opponent. That is a very difficult and almost impossible job to do. So I'm sure you've... Uh, You've at least peaked at what Cincinnati's been doing this year, right? Oh, yes, sir. I've gotten a chance to watch them some on TV, and uh, I've been watching some of their games. You know, uh, you can catch games uh, replayed on YouTube and things of that nature. So I've been doing some study on them. Talking to you early in the week here, and nothing probably finalized as far as a game plan and everything goes, but Desmond Ritter, uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the country with what he can do, uh, with his arm and, and he's always had the, the running ability but now he has become a complete quarterback and uh, can, can sling it around as well one of the uh, if not the best quarterback you'll see this year so you know DJ just going into the game knowing that uh, how difficult is it to defend a, a QB in an offense that can do so many different things like Cincinnati um, yes sir um, dual threat quarterbacks always pose a challenge that's different than a more of a conventional pocket passer and um, their offense has tons of weapons at each position, so it'll be a great challenge for our defense. Um, we pride ourselves on on our defense and our ability, so I'm excited for the matchup to see what we do. DJ, I've enjoyed talking with you this year and, and from our first chat, and even before then, I remember Mike Houston talking about you 
you know, during the off season, uh, you're, you're a very mature young man and, and, uh, you seem to move on from losses and wins, uh, quickly. Now, I guess it's your job to get the younger guys to, to do the same like you do, but just talking to you today, I can't even tell that you won number, uh, win number seven and on a dramatic field goal because you're kind of cool, calm, collective, uh, is, would you say the majority of the locker room is that way as they, they head into the Cincinnati game? Um, I think for sure guys have gotten used to um, winning on a week-to-week basis, and they've kind of learned how to handle that better towards the end of the year than they were in the beginning of the year, which is good. That's a sign of growth, and uh, that shows that we expect to win. So while we celebrate our wins and enjoy them thoroughly, we make sure that we move on and attack the next opponent, and that's what we've done. And DJ, in your short time here, you've experienced uh, quite a bit as a pirate. Uh, you've seen some tough, frustrating losses. You've been a part of some amazing, dramatic victories, and hopefully Friday. And you've seen some some energetic crowds at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. But hopefully, you see uh, Daddy Ficklin rocking on Friday. How important is it to have the fans there uh, cheering you guys on when you take on Cincinnati on Friday, DJ? Oh, it's extremely important. Our environment is. It's one of our uh, strongholds, you know what I'm saying? That's something that we have that not everyone has in college football. So we we love to have the fans. We feed off their energy, and we need them out there in full effect. DJ, it is Thanksgiving week, and I like to ask this question to, the, to all the players leading up to it. Uh, what's your all-time favorite uh, side dish at the Thanksgiving table? Let's see. That's a difficult one. I might have to go with mac and cheese, though. All right. It's a favorite. Dish. Who's mac? Is it like, is it a family members that makes it better than a, like, is it a, who who makes the, the best mac and cheese? Southern baked mac and cheese. <laughs> yes, sir. That sounds like a winner. <laughs> sounds like a winner right there. What are your, uh, your Thanksgiving plans, DJ? Are you going to be able to, to get with family or are you going to be with your football family on uh, Thursday? So on Thursday, I'll be with my football family, but um, my family is coming up for the game on Friday with it being senior night and all, so hopefully I'll get to see them after the game and maybe spend some time with them the next day. That's great, and DJ, we'll talk about after all this thing is said and done, you still got some uh, some bowl prep to do and a bowl game even after this game, but we'll kind of look back at your, your brief career here at East Carolina, DJ, but uh, you've made it memorable with uh, with the, the the way that you guys have been winning this year. And and again, we'll kind of look back at retrospective after it's done. But uh, already Senior Day, it's kind of weird, DJ, coming in, right? You play one season and you get honored on Senior Day, but uh, but that's the way it is. What what I don't know. How do you look back so far on your time here at ECU? Um, it's, it feels like it's really flown by, man. It seems like just a week ago I got here, you know. But um, I definitely am appreciative of the opportunity that was granted to me by Coach Houston and the staff. Um, it's been a great time here with the guys. Like I said before, they welcomed me with open arms, and it's just been a blast. I've enjoyed every minute of it. DJ, you mentioned Coach Houston. A coach has so many jobs, and it's preparing you for a game. But also, 
making sure you guys are locked in and listening in to his messages. And Mike Houston's known as a guy that has some pretty good uh, pep talks, some pretty good speeches to get you fired up. So how does uh, has he been able to keep that, um, I guess, original each week, DJ, a different message for every week? Because we've seen some of the videos pre- and post-game uh, it says some of the same stuff, but he's got to mix it up too. So how is he as a, uh, a motivator for you and this football team? Oh, I think he does an excellent job with the pregame speech motivation. Um, I think he brings a lot of energy. And like you said, there are some similarities between some of the speeches, but they're also very different in the same way. So it's, um, it's, it's motivating. It gets me fired up and ready to go. So, Whatever he has been doing to prepare, he needs to keep doing it because I've enjoyed it. <laughs> DJ, what's the uh, the biggest challenge or the big, biggest difference? You got a couple things thrown in here. You've got a Friday game instead of Saturday. You got Thanksgiving kind of right there in the middle. So, how is the uh, the game prep, the uh, the weekly prep, different this week for you guys? Um, I don't think it's all that different. We've experienced it once before when we played South Florida on the Friday night. So. It, it won't be our first rodeo, so to say. And um, the Thanksgiving thing, that doesn't affect us too much because, like I said, we'll have our own Thanksgiving meal as a family, as a team, and um, we'll make our adjustments and do things of that nature. But time-wise, we've done this before. We've been on this schedule. And at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, football is football. So when it's time to kick that thing off, we got to be ready to play. DJ Ford joining us today on the Fixed NC Live Line inside the Players Lounge. DJ, we'll let you get back to work. Thanks so so much for your time today and throughout the season here on the Players Lounge. And uh, looking forward to talking to you again soon, man. All right. Thank you for having me. All right, great talking to DJ Ford, East Carolina Safety. Enjoyed our chats with him throughout the season inside the Players Lounge. Very uh uh, intelligent and uh, and polite young man and has brought a uh, maturity into this team you heard it from day one when mike houston brought him in he is uh we've we've had a few misses bringing in you know transfers like this in the past but dj ford has been a a big time hit for what he's meant in the locker room and uh with his play on the field let's take a time out we'll come back when we return we got some mike houston comments to get to his thoughts on the owen daffer kick and the celebration uh, his thoughts on Cincinnati. He was asked about Cincinnati's fake punt in last year's Bearcats victory over the Pirates. Troy D asked him about pregame speeches, what I just talked to uh, DJ Ford about a moment ago. So all that and more on the way as we'll continue on our Bud Light ECU report and hear from Mike Houston when we return after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. And you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. 
excuse me, consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. <laughs> it's really fun to do, Chandler. I, I don't, I hadn't realized how much fun making fun of Cam Newton is. I don't know why we're making fun of Cam anyway. Why? Why would you say that? Well, because he he's played pretty good yesterday. And I wouldn't say pretty good, but he played all right. It's not Here, like he threw three interceptions and lost us to ball game. Here's why. Because when Cam Newton takes the ball and runs to the 50-yard line in the middle of the field and does his thing, it's all about him. It's not about Matt Rule or the Panthers organization or Tepper or Jeans Friday Richardson. It's all about Cam. He wants it that way. So when the Panthers lose to the Washington football team, it's going to be about Cam. Well, it, it damn sure ain't about Matt Roll, the guy that cut him in the first place. No, it's about Cam. Homecoming. Bring him back. And here he is in the middle of Bank of America Stadium. Well, it's fine now. It's been ruined. Ironically, uh, that's exactly where the game ended yesterday. Right where he put the ball down is where the game came to an end yesterday. (laughs) 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 You morons. You idiots. What what morons? You thought you had something. What have I done? You believed. It's the most dangerous thing you can do is believe in something. I don't know if I ever said I believed. Chandler, you were just here earlier today talking about you win that game and then you're in a position if you win the next you one. Di- you do! If you win that game, you have two a uh, uh, two-game winning streak. You're over 500. There was hope! You have to win the ball game and screw the reunion. That's all that's all fun and games. <laughs> But win the damn ball game. Oh, man. And the best part is, too, I like giving up. I think it's funny, too, that we lost in Cam's reunion to who? Ron Rivera. And Joey Sly. And Joey Sly. (laughs) Curtis Samuel, who was on the sideline. Curtis Samuel is a figment of our imaginations. He doesn't even exist. Anyway. That was, it's funny. Good Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game good game all right let's get to mike houston comments uh so there's a decision to be made by holt nailers and others with the covid year thrown in there just guys playing a, a ton of extra football and holt nailers can return for another year here at east carolina he could go enter that transfer portal which welcomes people on the reg he could try to take his talents to professional football. So he's got options, as do other players on this team. And Stephen Igo, this is kind of like a eight-part question, but basically asked, you know, how you're handling senior day and have you had conversations with the upperclassmen about returning or going elsewhere? This is cut too, Shirley. Well, I mean, that's you know, I've kind of left it up to them. Um, you know, we're recognizing the guys that are in the last year of eligibility. Um, there may be a couple of others that uh, are participating also, uh, but uh, you know the, the it'll, it'll be great to recognize those guys. And then the primary focus is obviously Cincinnati. 
uh, everybody wants to end it on a win. Uh, so, um, you know, I, th I think that, uh, you know, any decisions that might be made otherwise after the season, you know, we'll address that after the season. But All right, Mike Houston there. Chandler, do you remember Wager McGee was here Wednesday and we were – we we're talking about Texas Tech. They hit a they had a fifty seven yard field goal to win it as time expired the previous week, mm -hmm. and I was bringing up ECU Memphis, and Daffer made some short kicks, and it's a good thing he did or we wouldn't have won in Memphis. But a lot of the decision making in that game from both teams involved kickers who maybe the coaches don't trust that much. You know what I mean? I mean we saw it on Memphis's side when they went for two instead of an extra point. Yeah. And they used two kickers in that game. So I was kind of saying it's crazy that a guy could hit a 57-yard walk-off, and we're here talking about decisions being made to kind of work around struggling kickers or kickers you don't trust. And here we are a few days later with Owen Daffer hitting a 54-yard field goal to win the game, a kicker you can trust, with Jake Verity in the building, mind you. I think that's a little-known fact, that Jake Verity was there on Saturday – giving some of his superpowers off to Owen Daffer. Possibly watching the the next points leader in program history. Wow, why not? He is a freshman. Yeah. And he's got a lot of football. And he's been he's, kicking field goals these already, last two weeks. He's already gotten a lot of field goals already this year. And he's uh, added some extra points as well. He did miss that very first one of the season against App State, but I think he's been automatic since then. And uh, Mike Houston talked about the celebration, the kick, everything that happened there at the end of that game. Cut three. Well, obviously, uh, huge kick. I mean, walk-on freshman, first-year starter, you know, hit a 54-yarder in Annapolis on a cool night, uh, you know, with four seconds left. I mean, that, they don't get any more clutch than that. Um, and, guy, I mean, it, there was no doubt about it when he hit it. I mean, you knew it was good. I mean, that, that, that thing would have been good from 60. So, uh, you know, great job by him. Great job with the protection. Uh, you know, obviously we had a pretty heavy rush coming. Uh, you know, great snap, great hold. Uh, you know, the, the battery right there of Slade and John and, and Owen, I mean, they've, they've been consistent all year long. I mean, I think he really has. And I told him after the game, I said, you know, I, I'd already decided, you know, you're going on scholarship anyway. You know, I hadn't told anybody that, him or his parents or anybody. Um, and, it, you know, there's no better moment to tell him, you know. And obviously that's, you know, makes it that much more of a special moment for him. Uh, but, uh, you know, really proud of him. Uh, yeah, I felt like coming out of last year, you know, when Jake decided uh, to not return, uh, you know, we elected not to take a, uh, a transfer or anything like that just because I had a really good feeling about him uh, after last year. And uh, we have a couple of guys that came in to compete with him, but really he's, you know, he's done a great job preparing himself for this opportunity. And it's, you know, and everybody sees kind of his personality. I mean, I think everybody got a glimpse of that uh, last week. Uh, and you understand why, you know, I've said he really has the perfect personality for a kicker. He really does. Because, I mean, nothing, he's never had a bad day. You know, he's kind of unflappable. So, uh, you know, really excited for him. Love that word, unflappable. He is a laid-back, skateboarding surfer dude who seems to uh, not take things too seriously. I think that's kind of what you want in a kicker. Uh, Going to be pretty cool in those uh, those tough moments, those clutch situations. And he showed up with that on uh, Saturday in the win over Navy. Um, here's a, a, a shortcut, but Mike Houston was asked by Brian Bailey 
about sending videos to the conference after calls don't go your way and there were a lot of calls that didn't go our way on saturday including the kick return for a touchdown there was a hold the flag was picked up i mean and then then of course on the next kickoff and the return they call a hold i mean what kind of baloney crap is that but anyway cut for Shirley. he was asked about the process of uh sending videos to the conference well we we took care of all that yesterday so there's a process for it and uh, so we followed the proper procedures all right so mike houston not going to get into all of that stuff but that's about as heated as i've seen him as the coach of east carolina going after those officials on saturday that wasn't a good bunch <laughs> those officials not yeah, a good bunch not a good bunch and he had an opportunity to tell them what he thought about them. and he did wow <laughs> he really did he was getting after it all right uh mike houston's thoughts on the top five top four top two whatever they are cincinnati bearcats cut five well i mean it's obviously you know very potent offense you know they're averaging you know 40 points a game uh, i think it all starts with the quarterback uh you know ritter you know the, he came back uh to try to have a chance at a special season like they're having, uh, and he's the key to it all. I mean, he, he's uh, he's dynamic with his with his legs. Uh, he throws the ball very very well. Uh, he throws the ball well in the pocket. He throws the ball well on the run. You know, the biggest I think improvement I've seen from him is just you know I think that you can just tell they're putting a lot more on him with checks and stuff like that. And he does a good job of getting them in the right play and, and you know making the right IDs and stuff. Um, you know, the running back. It was right at a thousand yards rushing for the season, so I mean he's, uh, you know, obviously having a great year. Also, uh, the receivers, you know, just the matchup problems that they present, you know, whether it's the, you know, eleven who has the great size, you know, seven in the slot who has the dynamic speed, uh, twenty-one first play last week, you know, play action home run shot, you know, against SMU for fifty-three yarder to start the game, uh, you know, the tight ends they present a lot of problems with their size and athleticism. They do a great job in the run game and the passing game. Offensive line, it's basically the same group we faced last year. You know, big, strong, athletic, long. Uh, so they are an extremely talented, uh, experienced group. And, uh, you know, they do a great job with, you know, the, the zone run game. They do a great job with the RPO passing game off of it. Uh, you know, they have big, big play capability, like I mentioned. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a challenge for us. Uh, you know, we've got we to gotta focus on, you know, us all being on the same page and, uh, you know, being locked in to, uh, you know, whatever's called. And, you know, uh, the film study this week is going to be important, you know, to try to, you know, make sure our kids are prepared formationally and uh, alignments and things like that. But we just, you know, we've got to go right at them. I mean, we've got to play our freaking tails off. We've got to, you know, play, play defense the way we've been playing it all year. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, We'll, we'll see. You know, it's, uh, it's going to be a challenge, but our kids are excited about it. And so uh, uh, it's going to be an exciting afternoon for us next, next Friday. All right, Mike Houston there talking about the Cincinnati Bearcats. He's got a weapon in his arsenal named Keaton Mitchell. And uh, Nate Summers asked Coach about uh, what it's like to have him as a luxury where any simple call could be a house call for Keaton Mitchell. This is cut six, Charlie. Well, I think any time you can get the ball in uh, 47 or 25's hands, then uh, obviously you've got a chance for a, for a significant play. And, you know, Rajay and Keaton have done a great job all year of kind of that uh, one-two punch. Obviously, Keaton started the game very well last uh, Saturday, which I thought was important for us to come out and get on the board early. 
Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know how many of you guys remember signing day two years ago, but I was, I was pretty amped up about those two, and uh, I think everybody understands why now. Uh, he's, a, he's a special player. Uh, he's a phenomenal young man. Uh, both of them are, and, uh, you know, glad they're Pirates. All right, Mike Houston there on Keaton Mitchell and also giving some praise for the bruiser Rajay Harris and uh, the job they've done this year in the backfield. Congratulations, by the way. We hadn't even mentioned it today, but he was so close to it, it's almost like we anointed him already. Keaton Mitchell, first 1,000-yard rusher for the Pirates since Ventavious Cooper in 2013. All right, uh, I'm going to hand the baton over to Troy D. Um, Lily has a... uh, a beta club ceremony induction troy d so indeed we're um, congratulations to her by the way family Uh, first great to have a uh a daughter smarter than i so uh (laughs) we will go celebrate that right now and troy d you'll take over the rest of the way but we got uh back inside the players lounge with holt nailers and tyler sneed coming up at five and hadn't done this in a while troy we do it kind of off and on now but uh some big calls this is like yeah. the, the glory days of good wins and big calls. We're going to relive the, uh, yeah, so we've got the show Saturday. Big calls of the fifth quarter. So that's always a lot of fun. Uh, in case you missed it, we'll, we kind of recap the whole show in about five, six minutes. Uh, coming up, too, as you mentioned, we'll talk to Holt Nailers and Tyler Sneed. Got a great interview with them from our Players Lounge queued up, ready to go. We had a chance. This is a weird week because it's a short week. So normally this is their day off. Uh, we were lucky to talk. Yeah, I heard uh, our conversation with DJ Ford. Great talk with him. And uh, we're glad to have Holton and Tyler join us. So we'll have that at, uh, at the 5 o'clock hour. And, uh, and then a couple other things. I had a request. Someone knew I was coming on. I had someone, uh, a couple of people, actually a couple people text me. They wanted an encore of Troy versus Troy. Oh, okay. So I've alerted Shirley. Uh, so we're going to have that. I am also going to run part of... Uh, Coach Houston's one of his pregame speeches, in case you missed it. And then I have a question. I talked to him about that today. Violence! So you're going to hear the violence speech, in case you violence! missed it. Sustained <laughs> effort and violence! violence! So we're going to talk about violence in a good way. And then, uh, Shirley, the other, other thing, since we're live on the air, and I forgot to tell you, um, we have it queued up on our social media. Our guys put it out. Yeah, Glenn got it out there yesterday. Uh, from three years ago, Coach Houston talking about the program the state of the program and uh what things needed to get cleaned up and where things were going very prophetic it's like you had a crystal ball yeah and so i want to play that too so we're going to hear coach houston three years ago and compare it with coach houston today so we got a lot to do and a little over an hour to do it. Congratulations to your daughter. We're going to uh, let you get out of there so you can celebrate with your family. And congratulations to the Washington football team for beating the Panthers yesterday, Chandler. All right. Let's, uh, Congrats. We'll take a timeout. Yeah. I'll see you I'm folks. glad you're leaving. <laughs> get the hell out of here. And I'm sorry I missed all your ball talk earlier. But, yeah, uh, if you want to jump so, in the conversation. It did sound very interesting. I know how much you guys love sausage balls. Didn't know Ellerby was the big uh, sausage Sa- balls guy. Ellerby's probably would rank meatballs first, but okay. sausage balls second, I would all say. Right. But I don't know, man. He loves any type of meatballs. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll, I'll see you Tuesday at 3. Troy D. going to take over here on Pirate Radio Live. And, uh, Troy, have a great rest of the show. All right, sounds good. We'll be back with a lot to do right after this.
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Give them a call today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Troy Dreyfus. All right, welcome in. Good to have you here with us. Troy D. sitting in for Clip Brock, who is currently on assignment now of family business. Good luck to uh, Clip with his daughter. Beta Club. Did you guys ever get into Beta Club when you were in school? I was that a is, proud member. Were you? Beta yes. Club. That what is did, territory I did not... Uh, I was in the FBLA, but what I, is the Beta Club? I did get on Remind D's list at ECU a couple times, but I was not in Beta Club in a, a younger version of myself. I guess you got to have like real good grades, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it like huh. a good grade club? You gotta meet. Uh, you gotta meet a standard. Yeah. You gotta rise was, to that standard, <laughs> and you gotta compete. I was average. You gotta be physical, <laughs> and you gotta be smart. Yep. But I was in the FBLA. I don't know how the hell I got in there, but I figured you as future farmer of America. FFA. FFA. I was also in really? that. Really? No kidding, Chandler. Really? You <laughs> thought I would be a future farmer? Well, you're from Farmville. I thought everybody from Farmville is a future right? Farmvillian of America. Oy why mm. <laughs> all right let's, let's get, move on let's get back on track oh uh, man we've got a lot to get to all right so coming up in about uh, 10 minutes or so holt nailers is going to join us on the program with tyler sneed so we'll talk to those guys um at least exclusively here in studio we look forward to catching up with them uh and by the way uh you might have heard what what i've got so much audio surely i guess we can i want to kind of start back maybe where we were three years ago when uh coach houston got here and what he said we put this out there on social media i remember when he said it's like one of those quotes that kind of stuck with you i think we've used it in our pregame open before and i remember when he said i was like "Ooh, that's that's going to be memorable right there and i hope uh i hope he's right this was three years ago actually glenn asked him a question and uh, it kind of turned into something about the future of the program, but let's, ju- I'll just play the audio cut in its entirety. This was, um, probably a little over three years ago now, because this was right after, I think this was the first year coach Houston had just gotten here. It was relatively new. They were still trying to implement a lot of new procedures. I don't have the exact date. I want to say it was, a, it could have been in the spring. Might It might've been, I think it might've been during that first spring ball uh it it does ring a bell right there but uh here was our conversation uh about over three years ago with uh about three years ago with coach houston we we talked a lot about the on-field development what would you say about kind of the off the field development making guys accountable in the film room in the classroom and and just as as people that's that's been really positive and i you know this morning we had team meeting at 7 a.m this morning we started at 6 47 you know uh, back in back in December and January, I was having to start, you know, one minute till, and we're trying to scramble to get guys in the room at the last second. Uh, you know, we're we're not having, you know, we haven't had a whole lot of accountability sessions for missing classes here recently. Um, you know, knock on wood, we're we're doing a good job off the field around around town. So, 
uh, I think that those things have cleaned up drastically, and then they're doing a really good job in their personal lives. And uh, you know, and this this will clean up in time. And I told you know, it's going to change. I promise you. As I stand here, it will change. Okay, and when it does, that stadium it's going to be rocking, and heaven help whoever walks in there to play us. But it'll happen one day. I just don't know when it is. Well, and that win could be this Friday, and it is changing. And we, I, we talked a lot about the. And I think we're witnessing that change right now. And the only downside, I hate that this game is being played on a holiday weekend when the students are out, that it's going to affect the crowd some. But I'm hoping that, hey, man, if you're a student, especially if you're a student that lives Greensboro East, come on back for this game. By then, by Friday, you're going to be sick of hanging out with your family anyway. Am I right, Chandler? Yeah. I mean, come on. After you're already you're already going to be with your family a couple of days, you're going to need a break. This is a great reason to go ahead and come back to Greenville if you're a student that lives out of town and in, come to the game, stay for the weekend, you'll get your fill of your family and then come back and support your school. If you're a junior or a senior here the, at East Carolina right now, get your ass to a Daddy Fickle what, Stadium. You've gone through hell the past two, three years as a student. And I was going to tell you, how many students over the last six years would have dreamed about a game like this that would have had an opportunity to see a top undefeated team come into Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. They're, right now, they're ranked number four in the country. And who knows what can happen? But let's make it a great home field advantage. I mean, there are students that left here that never even got to see a winning season. Hardly a winning football game. Chandler, you're one of them, right? Exhibit A. So, you know, you may never, you never know when you don't get opportunities like this again. So seize the moment and uh, get to Dowdy Fickle Stadium, especially the students. They really need your support. Um, but I do think that was very prophetic from Coach to say those things, but then actually now delivering on them too. Yeah, we had a caller the other night. It might have been Kyle from LaGrange. Sorry if it wasn't, but uh, he said this is this could be potentially one of those were you there games could be were you there i have a weird feeling about this game and you know how i am with my feelings yeah yeah apparently you're all up in them this year (laughs) exactly yeah i am very (laughs) my feelings have been very on target though this year yeah um speaking of feelings should we save troy versus troy I don't care uh, what you do. You just was, tell me what you want to play. Well, I was going to go with argue, so, argue, talk it out with yourself. Yeah, we'll 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 have that in a little bit. <laughs> so that was Coach Houston three years ago. This was Coach Houston pregame. This is probably a couple. This is probably before Memphis, I believe. Sure, let's cue this up. Give it a little example of uh, what the pregame speech was like with a new theme for ECU football, where it was. Um, what was the theme again? Chandler, it was uh, sustained, sustained effort and violence. Violence. Right. violence. violence all day. So I really, this really fired me up. We'll just play a little bit of it. This was part of the pump up video EC football put out of there. If you got it queued up, surely let me know. Yeah, I got it. Oh, okay. And here's how it sounded. Yeah, yeah, that would okay. help if I. All right, let me set oh, that up. Yeah, that was me. That was me. Okay. I, I didn't here, have the right pot here, up. Here is how Mike Houston he, sounded before. One of the last football games we believe Memphis. You know exactly what to do. You know where your eyes should be. You know everything they're going to do. Now you're prepared. You're prepared. You've been all year. Go play physical. Go play hard. Let's go yeah. get it, man. Right, let's go. Have a great day. Have a great day. Have a great day. So when we go up and say, let's go play our brand of football, you know what our brand of football is. Sustained effort and violence for four quarters. 
Yeah, I like that. Good Lord. I like that energy. Woo! I like, and it works. It is working as um, they said they've, uh, you know, they bought in. The team has bought in. I yeah. asked, actually, I asked Coach Houston about it today. What goes into the pregame speeches, the psychology of it? You know, like, how much thought? Is it just off the cuff? Is it something you really think about? Is it, uh, you know, done the night before? Is it right before the game? This is uh, cut eight. This is uh, Mike Houston talking about those pregame speeches. Uh, the, you know, it's all that stuff is just kind of a culmination of the week. I mean, it's, you know, because it, it, so much goes into the preparation for each game. Uh, and, you know, the big thing with the last you know, couple of days before kickoff, you know, you, you're, you're focused on the schemes and getting everything ready X and O wise early in the week and then refining it late in the week. But the, the mental preparation the last 48 hours or so before the game, like we've already talked about what kind of game this is going to be Friday. And, you know, what we've got to do to be prepared to play at our best in that game Friday afternoon. And, um, you know, so it kind of builds towards that. But it's all, you know, just natural kind of culmination of whatever, you know, has been kind of our theme for the week. But, uh, you know, there's a certain obviously brand uh, and, and belief that I have in how you're supposed to play the game and how I want this program to play. Uh, and that really hasn't wavered since I took the job. It's just it's good to finally see the, you know, that displayed on the field. But that's you know that's all that was. That's and the kids believe in it. You know they they believe in how we want to play. They believe in what kind of identity we want, uh, and that's the big key to it. I mean, because you know I don't have any eligibility left. I mean, I'm not I'm not the one out there playing. So it's it's those kids. And so if they believe in what we're doing, then then we got a shot. And, and they believe in our style of play. All right, that's Mike Houston talking about the pregame speeches that he's and really i consider mike houston a master motivator i mean i really think this guy understands the psychology and not you know obviously it still comes down to players making plays and having a good game plan executing that game plan but everything that goes into it like he said the whole week and then culminating that with a great speech i've seen some of his speeches from his days at jmu i think this guy has a, a you know a good gift for that so I think he is a uh, excellent well, speaker. I just like like said one of his quotes earlier, and he has a standard for his program and the way he's going to run his program and his players, a part of his program, have to be. And you have to rise to that standard. And I think he's just implemented that ever since he's walked in the door here. You know what I like better than pregame speeches? I like postgame victory speeches better. How about those damn pirates? And this is how it sounded Saturday. After a decade of losing to Navy, it's been 10 years since East Carolina has beaten Navy up until Saturday. Here's the scene in the locker room with Coach Houston as he had a little special announcement for a special player. Your ass going on scholarship. 
I love that. God. Owen Daffer. Your ass is going on scholarship. Your ass is going on scholarship. Now, he is, you know, he's only a freshman, so, and most kickers have to earn their scholarship, and usually junior, senior year, they end up getting one. But uh, it is rare for a freshman to get scholarship. But, boy, what a great move by Coach Houston. Uh, yeah. I heard you say, man, they ought to give it to him on the plane. I, I think that was even better doing it right there in the right locker room. Right there in room. the locker room. It was fantastic, but he's definitely earned it. And, uh, boy, what a legend this kid could be if he could keep this up yeah you know they were talking about jake verity being there at the game and watching you know the game and uh he was potentially watching the guy that's gonna jump in first place with points yeah uh, in the program history i mean he's got a lot of points to make uh field goals and extra points and stuff like that but uh he can do it. He's only a true freshman. So. And bring that full circle when Owen was being interviewed after the game. Owen, you know, they were asking him what he was thinking about, and he said he wasn't thinking about too much, but he did say he was thinking about Justin Tucker earlier this year. Yeah. Earlier this year, and uh, he so he was talking about uh, you know one of the premier kickers in the NFL who Jake Verity happens to back up. Yeah, that's true. Good point. So there you go. It's a little full circle, two degrees of separation. <laughs> At least he wasn't thinking about that Bears. Field goal kicker. Oh, the double doink guy. Oh, I've tried to put him out of my memory. <laughs> Cody Parker. <laughs> he wasn't thinking of him. Uh. All right, I tell you what, we got to take a break. We got a ton coming up for our final hour of PRL. I'm sitting in for Clip Brock. Uh, we've got an exclusive interview with Holt Nailers and Tyler Sneed. We're bringing them in at the same time. They're coming up next, right after this break. Also, have the big calls of the fifth quarter by popular demand. We're going to run. I have different opinions at times. Sometimes it could be the same week. We're going to play Troy versus Troy. One of the all-time great audio pieces that Clip Rock produced. Let you judge which Troy is right, by the way. Clip and Shirley, I'll let you guys decide and we'll weigh My in on this. My name's Chandler. I mean, Chandler and Shirley. Wait, what did, what did you call him? him Clip? Clip? Clip. Oh, nice. Oh, Clip's going to love <laughs> yeah, that. You got a promotion, big guy. <laughs> you know what? That makes me a winner. That <laughs> yeah. makes me a Washington football team winner. Yeah. And the host of the show. Get it's over not, there. It's not too late to change, uh, join the bandwagon, I guess. You can denounce your panthership. Never. 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 <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Uh, PRL rolls on right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA at on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Troy. All right, welcome back. Filling in for Clip, taking you home down the stretch here as it is game week for ECU football here on a Victory Monday. And by the way, in case you have not been paying attention, the game is Friday, not Saturday. So... Didn't run into some folks that uh, were like a little confused. If you're not paying attention, and there are a lot of people starting to pay attention now, note the game is Friday at 3.30, not Saturday. So that's a little public notice for you fans that maybe haven't been paying attention as much until now. Welcome back, by the way, if you are 
back on the bandwagon. We're happy to have you. Uh, a lot of people are, are paying attention now to see what's going on with ECU football, and that's what winning does. Winning brings people back under the tent, and we're glad to have it. But uh, 3.30 kickoff, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. It will be a national televised game on ABC, a national game on ABC. So uh, great exposure for the program. Uh, huge test up against an undefeated 10-0 and uh, Cincinnati Bear, I believe a ten or eleven zero now. I guess um, what is Cincinnati right 10, now? Are they ten and zero. Ten and zero. They have one more. Okay. No, eleven uh, zero. Right? Yeah. They got to be eleven zero now because we're their last. I think we're their last game too. Yeah. And they got the championship game. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to be in the college football playoffs. Can ECU play spoiler? Well, it happens with a victory on Friday. It could happen. A couple guys that want to have a, a big say on that is Tyler Sneed, wide receiver, and QB1 Holton Aylers. We were able to catch up with them just a little bit earlier here in the Pirate Radio studios. We had uh, Tyler live with us in studio. Holton joined us via the Fixed NC live line. And here is how that conversation with those two guys and me and Clip sounded. All right, let's head out to the Fixed NC live line and welcome on ECU quarterback Holton Aylers. And right here in studio... We have Pirate wide receiver Tyler Sneed joining us inside the Players' Lounge. Guys, how are we doing today? Great. Holden, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Just one game away from getting you your tattoo, so I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, that is a great point. Technically. I almost forgot about that. Yeah. Well, look, we got more important things to talk about. than. Are you saying technically two games away? Well, I don't know. There's a lot of fine print to read. We got to talk to the lawyers. Uh, Well, I, I did tweet. I've said a lot of things. I need to stop talking. Pirates shark tattoo. If the Pirates run the table, I, I said this like three weeks ago, then I'll get a tattoo of a shark with a uh, with eye, an patch. eye patch. Yeah. yeah. And running the table, I meant winning the bowl game. I did clarify that. And I think if we go back to the tape, you did say the bowl but game. But then I told Holton last week if they beat Cincinnati, I'd do it. So, like, oh. I got a lot. I need to talk to my lawyers before we. Well, let's talk to you. Uh, which one do you want it to be? We could settle it right now. Do you want to run the table or just Cincinnati? What do I want it to be? Yeah. I don't want to get a tattoo at all, but I want ECU to keep winning. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, let's say run the table everything gotta win it all anyway holton uh well and i'm glad sneed's joining us for this because i got a lot of plays i want to dissect from saturday but first the deep ball to tyler sneed when you needed it on the last drive of the game i mean have you thrown a better ball than that in your career that one was dropped in the bucket and then we'll talk about what sneed had to do to make the catch but how about that throw uh when you needed it most Holton? yeah um that was uh it's probably one of the more ballsy throws I've thrown too, because I really wasn't supposed to throw it. Um, but we're glad we did now. Um, you know, Steve made a great catch on it, and it ain't anything if he doesn't come down with it. Um, it could have very easily went a different way, but he went up and got it. Um, so I, mean, I went to him to the sideline. We hadn't ran that play all year, and I mean, he can vouch for this. I told him before that drive that that play was going to win us the game, and heck if it didn't. So just we're we're thankful freaking Owen went out there and nailed the field goal like he did, and. I mean, that penalty really sucked there at the end. We almost ruined it, but Owen came out there and, and kicked it for us, so just, just thankful for that. Tyler, that catch was uh, incredible. You know, I kind of call it like the tie goes to the runner, yeah. and uh, if it is a situation like that, I think the offense should get it, but take us from your perspective on that catch with you know, the defender right on. you kind of almost making a simultaneous catch, but you wrestling it away from him, and ultimately it went East Carolina's way. 
Yeah, well, like Holton said, he came to me on the sideline before that drive, and he said this is the play that's going to win us the game. And, uh, you know, second play of the drive, he called it, and uh, he threw an absolute dime, dropped it right in the bucket, and, you know, it just landed right in my hands, kind of like in stride. And so uh, I felt it, and then as soon as I had it, I felt uh, the other guy jump on my back, basically, and then his arm ended up in there, so then it was kind of a tussle on the ground. But... Uh, you know, we were fighting for it on the ground. I heard the ref come over and say, it's a catch, that's a catch. So then I got up. I was excited. Uh, did a little first down call. And then they went to review it. And, I mean, I think it is Ty goes to the offense. And so, I mean, I guess they didn't have any indisputable evidence to overturn it. So we got it there. And then Owen drilled that kick. Tyler, you're pretty smooth with your, your celebrations on touchdowns and everything. Kind of low-key. But that one, that's probably the most emphatic I've seen you celebrate on the field. You got up and gave an emphatic first down signal. You were you were feeling it right there, right? Very, very excited, especially at that point in the game. Um, you know, I just got up, and as soon as he said it was a catch, his emotions took over. I want to talk about the two plays uh, before that when a fourth down – you go to your guy, Holton. You go to Snead. Uh, he makes the catch, runs it in for a touchdown. And then holding that two-point play, that might have been my favorite play that uh, that Donnie Kay has called up all year. You, you kind of looked off C.J. Johnson. You looked to your right and almost threw a no-look to C.J. Uh, there in the end zone for two points. How about that, play, that, that uh, series of plays uh, holding late in the game? Yeah, that fourth down was huge. <clears throat> um, I mean, Snead had a um... – we went out of empty, and they were blitzing the house. So, I mean, I knew I didn't have too much time to get rid of it. And Snead had an option route, which he can do about five different things um, within the route. And that's just us having repetitions of it and me just knowing he was going to be there. Honestly, I didn't even see him when I threw the ball. I just knew he would be there. Um, and he was. He made a great route and, and catch to go score. So, um, that just comes down to reps. Um, we've been – obviously, we've been here for a long time together. So, um, it just came down to – experience and, and trusting each other and it just came through at that two-point play were you actually looking at cj when you threw the ball i swear i don't even know if your your head got back around I saw him. it was very late but i did saw him i knew he would be there um that's been our two-point play we have about three well we did have about three going into that game um of two-point plays just because the overtime rules now you kind of got to have a a few ready um and that was kind of our number two two-point play um so i mean we've, we've worked it since camp um and believe it or not we have not hit that receiver one time um in any practice or anything that we've ever ran until that play so um but it worked we got two points which is what we needed so it was a good call by coach k and holding i was you know that kick by daffer was just a clutch i mean what a uh gutsy performance to to win the game on the last play right there i was thinking about it though you know one of the good things about it was worst case scenario if he misses it the game goes into overtime. You still have a chance to win. I wonder how much of that went factored in. And then maybe this is a better question for Mike Houston as far as the play call versus letting you heave it up for a Hail Mary, which you could have done too. So uh, it wasn't a must. It won the game, but if he missed it, it wouldn't have necessarily lost the game. Well, shoot, you can ask Snead on this. They called in the Hail Mary. Um, we, we call it Big Ben. That's what we called in. And a couple of the players were like, no, kick it, give him a shot, give him a shot. And they decided to. So. He just went up there and drilled it. Um, I've never seen him kick it from that far out. That's like, I mean, that that was incredible. So um, just hats off to him. I mean, that's he, he's a legend around here now for a good reason. So the original call was for a Hail Mary, and then I guess the, the coaches listened to you guys and said, all right, let's give him a try? Yeah, you know, they, they called in Hail Mary. Um, 
we all we all looked after the penalty. I think we we're gonna kick it before the penalty, and they're kind of getting us ready for either situation. But you know, a couple of us said, you know, let him kick it. Like we got faith in him; he can kick it. And he went out there and he he kicked it. He did he his had ten job, yards so. to go. I think it would have been good from sixty four. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We haven't seen that on game day from Owen Daffer. He just hadn't kicked many over forty this year. So. Like, when he's out there to do that, obviously you guys had faith in him. You just said you did. But, like, have you seen him kick one that far in practice? Have you ever seen him kick a, a kick like that before? No, nah, so I'm I'm like a backup holder. So I, I hold for those guys, and I see them, like, pre-practice kick those stuff. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of one where they're, like, warming up, like kind of just seeing how far they can, like, distance-wise, not messing around, but just, you know, seeing if they can go. And so I've seen them kick some pretty far ones, but – a big time spot like that, and just to have the poise to to make that, and he drilled it uh, like you said from good from about sixty. You know that's big time. That's huge from him. Holton, now on a four game win streak. Uh, I haven't seen this level of excitement within the team, within the fan base, within this university in a long, long time when it comes to ECU football. And now you have an opportunity on the last game of the year, at least regular season game. Uh, you want to talk about a national spotlight. 3.30, ABC, National TV, Friday afternoon, live in Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium, taking on an undefeated one of the top four teams in the country. Talk about what this opportunity means for you guys to be able to keep this thing rolling on this type of platform. It's huge. I mean, I think, you know, we go into it with nothing to lose. Um, I mean, we're we're going to the bowl game already. That was our main goal this year. Um, we, we can't make the conference championship since they beat SMU, so I mean, either way, um, we're we're playing in the bowl game and doing that, but they they got a lot to lose. I mean, they're playing for everything they've worked for comes down really to this game. Um, so they got a lot to lose, and we got nothing to lose with hopefully fifty one thousand people behind us on a national stage. So I mean, you couldn't you couldn't put us more in a more perfect spot. Um, I mean, we we're ready for this. Um, we just got to go out there. They're a really good team, obviously. Like you said, they're top four team. So. We're gonna have we're gonna have to play really well. Um, we think we can, so we just got to go out there and execute. And Tyler, it's almost like the ECU revenge tour. You're able to beat Navy finally, uh, first time since 2011. You're able to uh, win a game in Memphis and get to that six wins. You've been as a Temple uh, bugaboo. You knocked them off last year and this year to make up for some losses. So getting your revenge on these teams. Cincinnati's next on the list. I think right? we owe them one. Yeah, yeah. No, it feels good to beat those teams and. You know, if we can pull it out this week, that'd be huge. But, you know, they're number four team in the in the country for a reason. You know, seeing them on film, they look good. But like Holton said, you couldn't put us more in like in a more perfect spot, you know. This is this is a good opportunity for us and I think we're ready for it. And it really is a no-lose situation for East Carolina because right. uh, the majority of folks aren't expecting ECU to win this game. And there's no pressure on you guys to win this game because the season will still continue regardless. But if you go out there, you have fun. All the pressure's on Cincinnati. Yeah, they correct. have everything to lose. And, uh, boy, what a great opportunity for you guys to be spoiler and uh, pay back them a favor. Yeah, that would be that'd be huge, especially after last year. And then two years ago, we let them get out of here with one. So, uh, you know, we're really excited. Um, I mean – like you said, got nothing to lose. Just go out there and play our game. But we want to win. Eight, eight is better than seven at the end of the day. Holden, hate to, to use the term, you know, games that matter because when you and Tyler and the team get out there and, and practice and, and work hard, every game matters. But right now, playing into November, weather is cool. You got Thanksgiving coming up. I mean, this is the first time you've experienced uh, this really since high school where you're playing like high stakes games. So well, what's that feeling like, Holden, as opposed to the uh, previous few years here? It feels pretty dang good. I mean, shoot, we're 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 playing meaningful games in November. 
Um, I mean, it's huge for us. I mean, this game means a lot to us. You know, don't mistake that. We're going into this game. I mean, if we win this game, I mean, we're remembered forever around here. So, um, and nationally too, really. So this game does mean a lot to us. Um, you know, like Snead said, we felt like we, we let him out of here two years ago last time they visited Greenville, and then we got disrespected a little bit when we went there last year. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going to be ready to play. Um, we do have uh, motivation to win this game, and we're excited for it. Troy, sure, well, you remember a couple weeks ago, we're talking to Bruce and Xavier, and they're walking out, and we're kind of reliving the season. And we had, they, they didn't really say much on the air, but we had the conversation afterwards, and they were like, Man, if we'd have beat them and then we'd be ranked. Like we'd be yeah. and and now Tyler, you look at it, you beat a ranked team, you win a bowl game, you're nine and four. There's a decent shot. Oh, East Carolina's got a number beside their name. Yeah. I mean, you know, what is what would something like that mean to you at this point in your career? You know, I've never even been close to seeing something like that happen here. So, you know, just to do that and to be a part of that change, uh, that would be huge and that would mean the world to this team and a and even if you're not, you said it, part of the change. Like Troy, you've been around here a long time. I've been around a little less time, but it feels like we got something going here right it, now. It does, and Coach Houston referenced it. Um, you know, the feeling of when he met the team uh, on that December night three years ago, what the team was like back then and what the culture was like. And unfortunately, he said it, not my words. He said it was a culture of losing back then. And he said a handful of guys stuck with him uh, that were there that night. And, uh, you know, Holden – you probably remember that night, and he said uh, this has been built on their backs, and it's all the credit to the players that have turned this thing around, and especially the guys that would have been easy to transfer, would have been easy to go elsewhere. Uh, and the change wasn't easy. The culture change wasn't easy, especially that first year. But now you're starting to see the uh, the fruits of, of that, you know, the fruits of your labor, so to speak. You know, the, 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 the success is starting to come with all the work that's been put in. And you talk about your legacy, Holton, a little bit. And it's, you know, obviously going to be a great one, but you want to cement it forever in pirate lore. You go out and you beat the number four team in the country and lead this team. That is something that's never been done here at East Carolina before and uh, really be kind of uncharted waters. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like I said, I mean, it's a great opportunity for us. Um, it, it's going to be a huge game. Um, hopefully it's packed there. And you know, this team is special. We've had a lot of, kind of like you said, we've had a lot of close games that went our way, but we've had a few that, you know, if they go another way, then you know, we're sitting at 10-1, and 9-2, and two, and it's a totally different feeling than even what we feel right now. So uh, we got a great opportunity for us. Um, we know what's at stake for them and nothing really for us other than, like you said, just going to make history. So. I'm just going to let it all go out there and just have fun with it, enjoy the moment, and just see where it all falls at the end. Tyler, you ever think back three years ago, the end of 2018, we talked about this a lot. I'm sure you did too, but if you'd have played in that game against NC State, you would have lost the whole entire year of eligibility. But that one game where you don't play the final game of the season, which I guess would be, what, three years ago, like this week, uh, you get an entire year back, so you're playing as a sophomore this year. You technically, if you want them, have two years left to play, and it all kind of came down to that that one game, that decision that week. Yeah, no, that was a crazy week. Um, you know, with the coaching change like happening in the middle of that week, uh, that's when like the whole thing changed because I was supposed to play that game, but um, you know, they told me talk to my family about it, and I did, and basically it just came down to like that's a 12 game difference, and. Yep. Uh, that's a whole year. So no, I'm glad. I'm glad I did that. I feel it's like good I made decision. the right decision. Yeah. So now I got yeah. two years after this one. So well, and honestly, yeah. that game was a meaningless game. At the not, it's not often I'd call a game against NC State meaningless, but it really didn't. I, it was. I mean, yeah. End of the year. Yeah. I mean, versus so at the what time, you get did you want to play just because you're a player? Yeah. I mean, 
I was a freshman, you know, yeah. walk on. So I was going to do whatever I could to help the team. You right. know, I still probably make the same decision today. Just like whatever I can do to help the team, I would do. But you know, with the coaching change happening in the middle of the week like that. Uh, they just told me to rethink it. Yeah, just kind of made me think about that uh, mm-hmm. now that it's that week again. Thanksgiving week, Troy D. Let me yeah. get my Thanksgiving questions out of the Absolutely. way real quick. Hey, these are some of my favorite. Holden, we'll start with you. You're uh, you're a big fella. You're also the youngest of some big brothers, so you might have just got scraps at Thanksgiving. I don't know, whatever was left. But what's your all-time favorite side dish uh, at the Ehlers table there, Holden? Oh, um, I'd go with some stuffing and gravy. I uh, was a little bit of turkey mixed in. I like to eat it all together and mix it all up. But uh, or just mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm a big uh, mashed potatoes guy, so probably one of those two. All right, this will be a weird Thanksgiving for you guys, though, because Thanksgiving fall is is basically the day before the game, so it's yeah. it's basically a work day for you guys. I guess y'all have a team meal. It'll be uh, you do Thanksgiving with the team, I assume. Yeah, I think uh, we're practicing in the morning uh, that Thursday, and then we have a little meal catered in for us uh, right after that, with the whole team can eat, and then. Right after that, it's to the hotel with meetings and stuff, getting ready for the game. What's your go-to side dish uh, all-time, Tyler? Mashed potatoes and gravy every right. day. There you go. Clip, I don't, have I ever asked you? You know what, Troy? Nobody ever asked me. I wonder, I'm always asking is, the question. What is Clip Brock's favorite I'm gonna side I'm going to go dish. grandma's dressing, and uh, like Holden and, and Sneed said, got to have some gravy on it. And I'm like Holden, too. I like to have the turkey, taters, dressing, and gravy goes on the all over on top of it. Really? All together. I'm a big compartmentalized guy. I like everything kind of separated, not touching. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind if mine touch and get all up in there together. And, and just have while a good we're talking about it, not a big gravy guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> we could see that. That makes sense. <laughs> all right, you got anything else? No, congratulations, fellas? guys. Yeah. We're really proud of you. Uh, man, we just, you know, good luck this weekend, or this Friday. And, um, you know, we look forward. We'll catch up again uh, next Monday. Holden, thanks for, thanks for your time, buddy. Appreciate it. I know this is kind of a crazy week, so we appreciate you working us in. Yeah, thanks for having us. And Tyler, thanks for being here, too. Yeah, appreciate you guys. All right, that was our uh, guys in the Pirate Radio uh, locker room there. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Players Lounge. Players Lounge. Players Play- Lounge. <laughs> yeah, Players Lounge. Um, you came up with the I name. I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, in the players' lives, thanks to those guys for joining us. It's been great to talk to them all year. And we t- we asked Holton last week. You know, now he is has one year left of eligibility remaining. Uh, he's obviously already graduated undergrad, so he could. And with the COVID rules and everything, I mean, he could, you know, the flexibility as far as what you do with that last year is in the players' hands. But um, he did it. He said, "Look, I'll address that at the end of the season." And um, you know, didn't say he's definite, didn't say he's not coming back, but it is his option as far as what happens next year. And he will be recognized. He will be on the field with the other seniors as a senior. He will be recognized Friday uh, as part of the senior class. So that is going to be going on. He was asked about that again at the press conference today after we talked to Coach Houston. Uh, it's created a, a little bit of buzz in the Pirate Nation. So I want to uh, play Holton's answer today to that same question that we asked last week. Here's what he had to say about whether he's coming back to uh, ECU next year's quarterback. I haven't quite yet decided yet. Um, a decision's not been made either way, one way or the other. Um, but I do want to give the guys who have been here six, five years, um, those guys, their moment too. Um, I've had plenty of moments at ECU. I mean, me walking or not walking isn't going to be the final decision. Um, I mean, I don't need 
to walk for any validation of anything um, with, with ECU or with these fans. I mean, I know that they appreciate me and I appreciate them. Um, so this hasn't been made on that. Um, I just want to keep the main focus the main focus. I don't want to be a distraction in any way on that. So um, just whenever I do make a decision on that, I will. But um, talk to <coughs> Coach Houston last night. I'll probably be making a decision before the bowl game um, if I'm going to stay or leave. Um, whether that would be public or not, I'm not positive yet. We haven't really got too much in-depth into it. So just really just focusing on Cincinnati right now um, and just focusing on them. All right, so I was Holton um, with the rest of the media today addressing his future. Very similar answer he gave us last week. And, and listen, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um, I'm probably not the most objective person when it comes to uh, Holton. I, we have a partnership and a friendship with him and his family. Uh, I think the world of him, I think he has conducted himself with class uh, through the good times and through the bad. Uh, he has been consistent the whole way through. I think he's an incredible athlete. And I would love to see him come back to East Carolina. I think we are loaded next year if Holton comes back and a lot of these guys come back and we can keep a big chunk of this team together. Man, I think next year could be absolutely amazing for this ECU football team if they can keep it together for one more year. I think he is a big piece to the puzzle. He is the piece to the puzzle. Uh, I do also understand him as a person and he will need to do what's in the best interest of, of for him and his family and i will respect that decision whatever it is but personally uh i would love to see him you know finish career, his career at east carolina uh there, there's still work to be done this season and i think man they could really put some icing on the cake this season with a couple more wins here but imagine if they can finish with another win or two uh you're gonna have a great record going into the postseason hopefully maybe even a bowl victory um, and you got a lot of momentum going into next year. It could be an incredible breakout year, possibly for East Carolina football, something we haven't talked about in ages. And he could be a big part of it. And if that does happen, I mean, they could end up putting a statue of Holton Hillers in one of the end zones. Uh, if he could have the year, like I know he's capable of. So on a personal note, uh, I want to thank him for everything he's done for this place, how loyal he's been. I hope he will decide to stay. And uh, I would love to see him remain as an East Carolina Pirate. And hopefully we're talking about that. It'll be a big story in the offseason, obviously, um, what his decision is. And uh, we wish him all the best. But that is just the reality of the situation in the world of college football and uh, where things are. And I do think he's being very honest about that and just saying, hey, look, we're going to let the season play out. And he'll deal with that in the postseason. But that is a story that has, again, popped up today. So I did want to address it on the air. And... Um, Hopefully, once again, I think uh, just about all Pirate fans would probably agree with me at this point, even though there might have been a few earlier this season that might not have. Uh, I believe, and I've talked to a lot of those folks, as I mentioned, uh, some of them are my friends that were questioning things early on. They're not questioning it anymore. Uh, a lot of those folks that were questioning things earlier in the season, whether it was about Holton, uh, are now, well, maybe a, a number of them have told me, man, I was wrong. Uh, I've had to eat my words, and uh, they don't want me to put out texts that they've sent me from early in the season. But, uh, look, that's fine. I think that's what winning does, and uh, we've finally seen what I really felt we, he's been capable of uh, forever. He's, he's had an opportunity to showcase that now, and I think he, with one more year at East Carolina, man, what where the future is bright 
And, uh, man, what an incredible season it can be. But we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But uh, hopefully uh, Holt Nailers can listen. Let's just worry about Cincinnati right now and try and find a way to maybe have the uh, greatest upset in the history of ECU football or at least the greatest win as far as the Pirates have never beat a ranked team higher than number four right now. So it would be the biggest win in the history of the program as far as how high that opponent is. Um, maybe you could make an argument that some other wins might mean more, be bigger. You know, that Peach Bowl victory over NC State was pretty big, but where would you rank Cincinnati if they can pull this one off? What a great discussion that would be a week from today. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We have our huge calls of the fifth quarter to get to. What an exciting It's basically an on-air party for a few hours. Man, what a refreshing fifth quarter. No negativity, no naysayers. Back-to-back weeks. It has been fantastic. I didn't hear any critics. Uh, It was a lot of fun, so we'll recap that for you. The big calls. Also, this was my special request, an encore edition of Troy D versus Troy D. Which Troy D do you side with? We'll play it for you and let you be the judge. We got a lot more to do. PRL rolls on right after this. Renition. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center of Greenville's new extended care clinic is now open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. So you can avoid the emergency department for any urgent orthopedics care for more information call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com orthopedics east providing services to eastern north carolina and the pirate nation for more than 35 years now let's head back into prl here's troy boy wouldn't you like to see clip rock with that pirate shark tattoo i mean i just want to be there stupid microphone i just want to be there when he gets it me too me too I, just I, I don't. You can't handle. No, it. I know, but I want to be there just for the beginning, like when they outline it, <laughs> and then once the late, and then you're going to go sit in the lobby until yeah. he's done. <laughs> It'll be some great content for social. See, because when we got when you got yours, Shirley, that was before all the social media stuff and all our big. For, yeah, I know. a video. We just have still pictures of it. Now we'd have a whole like 30-minute show on it. Well, it's like freaking paparazzi with Jonathan. He was taking like every possible angle you could have taken. Although at least we do have it documented. We do have it documented. I do, but I, I looked at give, Jonathan. I was like, do you, we really need that many pictures? I do have to give Shirley credit. Probably the coolest tattoo I've seen with the Pirate Radio logo. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all. Well, I'm the only one that has are. the Pirate Radio logo. <laughs> None of us are strong enough to get one like you. <laughs> that's why. I told you if uh, we did if we made it ten years and yeah. I didn't kill you. Yeah. Oh that, I would get that it. was and, I was gonna ask, was there kind of like a catch yeah, to it? No, there was a it was a bet. We we made a bet that if we made it ten years and I hadn't killed Troy yet, yeah, that I would get the Pirate Radio logo tattooed. The only caveat was I got to choose the artist, but he had to pay for it. Yeah. And now we're going on twenty. Yeah. We're not next we're, season. We're knocking on twenty. Next season, if my math is right will be our 20th season with pirate radio we'll have to go big 
20th season, but I don't. Yeah, 20th start, yeah. football season, Correct. but it'll be 19 years. Well, I'm glad yeah. you have a tattoo because that means I have a job and Troy's alive. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, but yeah, the having Troy watch someone get a tattoo is rather entertaining. So maybe we did, hey, look, it, it was it was. Only- we're only it, a winter two away from happening, having that happen again. Yeah, it was it was quite a distraction from the pain of the needle in my arm. It is watching Troy nearly faint. <laughs> yeah, it's not my cup of tea, but uh, yeah, you're good. Your word, Shirley, and that's all that matters. I, keep, I always keep my word. All right, speaking of words, there were a lot of them on the fifth quarter, and they were happy words. It was a happy show. It was a big party. In case you missed it, we have it archived on all platforms of Pirate Radio. But uh, here is our. Is it huge calls or big calls? Big calls. Our big, big calls, calls of the fifth quarter. Take it away, Cheryls. The big calls of the fifth quarter. Let's start with Kenny and Blunt's Creek. Hello, Kenny. Clip, Billy, oh, my God, holy daffer. I mean, can you believe it? Man, dude, I was about to throw up. I was like, there's no way we're going to get this uh, field goal after that penalty. And, my God, he nailed it. And the dime that Holton dropped, I want to hear nothing about how that kid can't throw a football. It is beautiful. Seven wins. I am stoked. I'm going to head upstairs, get ready. Me and the wife are going to the Buck. We're going to see Mikael Buck tonight. And we're going to celebrate 7-4. Bring Cincinnati on. You guys have a great night. Love you. Pirates, baby. Pirates, pirates, pirates. Bryce is up. What's up, Bryce? Oh, y'all, I'm I'm feeling no pain, y'all. No pain whatsoever. I mean, I know I wrote that little summer banger, White Claw Summer, but it's been a White Claw Fall today. Man, that was was something. uh, And uh, I'm not sure if you saw that post-game interview, but Owen Daffer said that was the first game winner he's ever hit in his career as a kicker. And that's uh, kind of special. And I I, I was telling Cheryl while I was waiting, there was something about – that second time out they called and Mike Houston just gave this little grin to Owen when he pulled him over. I was like, he got this. I knew he had it. I knew he had it. You know, uh, rest be darned. We took the ball out of their hands. <laughs> and guys, Chandler and, and, and Cliff, thanks for being my virtual roommates this week. I've, uh, I've gone through kind of a tough thing with my dad this week. And, um, you know, thank you guys for being there. And, um, and for our Pirates, give uh, really lift us up. All right? Cheers, y'all. Monica in Greenville. Hello, Monica. Well, hello, guys. That was the best game I think I've seen so far. That took more years off my pirate life. Um, But we have a winning season here, and uh, it's about time these pirates have earned every bit of it. It was just amazing to see 563 total yards today, and 405 of those were passing yards. So hats off to our offense tonight. The defense put them in another good position to score, and they did it. I just have to really um, congratulate that Tyler Sneed catch there at the end of the game and double coverage was just an amazing snatch and grab. And the grit he showed to fight for that ball and come away with it, I love the fire I see in him. Um, But the, you know, the game of the day goes to Owen Daffer. When we think back to his very first kick of the season, that was with the App State game, and he missed his first kick was a PAT. So when we look at how far this young man has come, this walk-on redshirt freshman, um, 39 yards was the longest he'd ever had, and that man nailed a 54-yard kick. And if you look at that kick, there was plenty of air to go on that. He had plenty of room to go. In Owen, we trust. So let's go to Sean in Sanford. Hey, Sean. 
How about them Pirates? That that was one heck of a game. I'm telling you right now. Uh, I was at Hilton Head, South Carolina, when they played South Carolina. And I was uh, miserable that evening. And I thought, man, we're getting ready to repeat all over again. But uh, I'm going to tell you right now, Mr. Houston and uh, Mr. Aylers, they got it going on. Uh, I had my doubts early on in the season, but tonight's game, uh, if there was any doubters tonight's game, they should have proved them, proved them all and me wrong. And uh, I just want to say hats off to Mr. Houston and Holton Aylers tonight, and uh, go Pirates. Kyle in the Grange. What's up, Kyle? Something I don't think people have thought about. If you beat a top five football team, and then you go win a bowl game against potentially an ACC team, and you got nine wins, we get it up to the top 25. Because once you beat a top five team, you're going to start getting votes. So <laughs> who would have thought, even just a few weeks ago, there's an outside shot for the Pirates to finish the season in the top 25 if we can handle the, our business against Cincinnati. I, I just, everybody, look, if, if you're going home to see Mama on Thanksgiving, go eat your turkey, get your car, and get back to Greenville for Friday. You do not want to be, you do not want to, if we beat Cincinnati, that is ECU football history, baby. And you need to have your ass in the stadium. Ten years from now, if we win that game, everybody in Greenville, every ECU student is going to say they were there. So don't have to lie about it. Be there as we make history. Go Pirates. Michael's up next in Greenville. Hey, Michael. Man, man, man. Greenville, North Carolina is on the map. Let's go Pirates. What's going on? What's going on from Greenville, North Carolina? Listen, I'm just so fired up. Pirate Nation. Pirate Nation. Pew Nation's on the phone talking about ECU at 707 at night. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me, Cliff. Listen to me, um, Weaver. Weaver? Weaver! Listen, are y'all listening? We're listening. You ain't saying nothing. Say something. I'm sure I haven't said nothing. But listen, <laughs> from the beginning, <laughs> this team from the beginning of the season is like night and day. Um, those two heart-wrenching losses to Houston and UCF, I believe it caused us to be ready for this moment. Because when you, you either do two things, you'll either fold and run or you'll face the adversity and overcome when it comes to those type of losses. And I believe it built us for this moment, even down to the South Carolina loss going back. Like, it's just the way the DNA in this team of Mike Houston, it's all written and sprinkled all over it. So, listen, Cincinnati, me and my son, Mike Mike, say what's up. What's up? So, <laughs> what's up, Mike Mike? Man, here we go. You want some? You got some. Girl, she's to come get some. <laughs> <laughs> Coach him up now. Coach him up. Awesome. <laughs> All right, there you have it. Well, Mike Mike making an appearance at the end. Good I like you Mike Mike. Gotcha! Yeah. I like um, Mike Mike. Entertaining show. Always fun to... Uh, man, we've had our fair share of uh, tough programs over the past six years, so it's nice to have some fun ones. I, now, I heard about Isaac's call. Do you have that queued up show? I do. I do. This, where was Isaac calling from? Do you remember... <sighs> I don't right off the top of my head. All right, so th- this didn't. I don't think this made it into the big no, calls. No, it didn't. But this is uh, just the, we'll just pull this one special. Uh, this is Isaac on the fifth quarter. All right, let's keep the calls rolling in. Three one seven twelve fifty. Isaac is up in Greenville. Hey, Isaac. Isaac. Oh. Oh, you're on. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> a little We're watching some other games right now. We're watching Utah as well. Oh, right. yeah. So are we. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, so I got a couple things to talk about this week. I missed last week, so I gotta I gotta catch up. The floor right. is yours. Yes, Let's roll. Ahead. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Um, first thing, what was? Oh, well, we'll start with Daffer's kick. Daffer's kick to end the game. It kind of gave us some. What, what would it be? Uh, like a like a like like a comeback from the South Carolina game, first game of the season. We get beat on a field goal, and end of the game. So we had to beat somebody else. We had to pay what pay the. Respect. <laughs> Isaac, yeah. are, Come you on. Taking, are you taking Tighten up. Tighten up, Isaac. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. All right. There's a lot of pressure on me at one time. but uh, <laughs> you got I'm, glad you, in your ear. I'm glad you weren't kicking that field goal today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look, the crazy thing is I didn't start drinking until six minutes at the end of the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> you played some catch-up there. That's awesome. All right. I, I, I've been trying to. But, All right, you're good. All right. Uh, next thing is. Uh, passing yards from Holden Aylers tonight. Unseen before. Unseen. And I hope that means better for better for more to come. So, Cincy, we're looking at, what, 450 for Cincy? That'd be nice. Yeah, we take that 450 over 405. Uh, so, that's one thing. Oh, also, Daffer got a scholarship now after that kick. I don't know if y'all heard that or not. Yep, yeah, yep, we, we did. That. So that's that's awesome for him. Awesome for us as a team. We got a kicker that will be here. We don't have to try to get nobody else, anything like that. And then, uh, so next. Can we talk to the guy that's telling you what to say? <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, y'all can. He, hey, he calls it too. I forget a lot. <laughs> we see that. The whole year he's been getting crapped on the whole year, but, uh, as soon as we got the conference play, he's been balling out. Great play calling. Got the win. I'm proud of him. You go. All right. There you Sounds go. Good. Isaac's translator. All right. Isaac, anything else, bud? <laughs> uh, what was the last thing we wanted to talk about? <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> oh, yes, Pirates are going, going bowling. Oh, hey, and all right, last thing. Fourth conference game win in a row. First time ever. That's right. There you go. That that is the last thing I do believe. All right, and thanks, Isaac. We'll get back to it. Houston, Houston, Mike Houston doing a great job as well. Shout out to him. All right, take a celebratory shot. I I will. All right, so there was uh, we we had the big calls of the show earlier. This would be the little call of the show, the not so big call. I you know listen. I remember back in college, you took a really hard math class. You know, you might have a tutor for it, someone to help you out. I've never known anyone that needs a tutor to be able to call in a post-game call-in show. <laughs> like, he needed help. He needed someone to assist him with his call. You know, maybe it's just you're just not prime time ready when you can't make the call yourself and you got to have help like that. You got to practice during the offseason. You got to work on it and then try again next year. Well, it's one thing if but, it's, if you're a child right. and you have like a parent kind of walking you <laughs> Correct through. Correct me it. if I'm wrong. Isaac was a full grown adult. Yes. All right. Uh, either that or he went into puberty really <laughs> yeah. early. So anyway, it, you just never know what you're going to get, but the entertaining show, none the least. All right. Um, this before we go to break. This was, as you guys know, I can get easily excited about ECU football, no. but I also, I, I've also tried to be even keel Troy this year. I've tried to be, keep it steady, don't get too excited, don't overhype things, really kind of um, 
reasonable Troy D, right? You guys, I mean, you've noticed the change in me. Yeah. Try to be in touch with my feelings and be honest about it, but not try and be overboard. So this was a couple weeks ago. I was trying not to get people too excited. We, I forget. Who do we had just beaten? Was it Memphis or was this going into Memphis, Shirley? I can't remember. I but think this was no. This was going into it, Memphis. It was going, going into, into Memphis because we were talking about oh, the we bowl. Smoked, we, yeah. And we smoked uh, Tulane before that, I believe. I mean, uh, Temple. Temple, right? Yeah. It was uh, It was before Mem- was Temple. Yeah, it was Temple. So I was trying to. So we were going for the sixth win, and you were talking yeah, but, about. But I was trying not uh, the, to start the week off that Monday. I was just trying to keep everybody calm. You know, look, we, we know what's at stake, but let's not overreact. Let's just calm down because everybody was ready to win, you know, run through a wall after Temple. Mm-hmm. But then as the week went on, I started to get more and more excited about the possibility of six wins, of going to a bowl. So, uh, Clip kind of put it together, and uh, we call this Troy D versus Troy D. But I'll say this, man. Uh, kind of like I, I said, I've said this earlier in the year. You know, I, I, Sunday I had friends calling me and contacting me. You know, Which bowl do you think we're going to? Which, uh, you know, let's make our plans now. This I'm like, first of all, here's my thing. Calm down, everybody. Take a deep breath. Geez, after a seven-year drought, that's something to be proud of around here. It is. I would think you'd want to embrace it and talk about it, right? There's a lot of football yet to be played. Let's let's take it one game at a time and evaluate it at the end of the season. It is a big deal because it hasn't happened in so long here that it would be, and we're on the verge of it happening. It wasn't like this is the first press conference of the year. We're now we're at the week where this could happen this mm-hmm. week. It could happen Saturday. Now, I was, look, I, I want us to be at a bowl, but I think we, you know, let's just slow down, calm down. And let's just get one more win, first of all. Everybody within this fan base and everybody that's a Pirate supporter want so hungry for success and that, wanting to at least get bowl eligible this year. I want to be even keel. Yes. I would think you'd want to embrace it and talk about it, right? Calm down. This could happen this mm-hmm. week. But I got to tap the brakes a little bit. Okay. And you know me, usually I'm the one that's going nuts. Take a deep breath. I feel I've been consistent this year. So there you go. Wow, Troy D. That was I love. Part. I love how it ends. I think I've been consistent this yeah. year. Yeah, and we have since then become bowl eligible, and now there's even more. We have stake. two more wins since that. Correct. Soundbite. So which Troy D. Do you side with Chandler? Well, now the, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's embrace it. <laughs> let's embrace it. Let's talk it. about it. This is a big deal. Yeah. All right. So that that is the the struggle within a lot of pirate fans. You want to. Especially before it was official, you want to be excited, but you don't want to be too excited because you don't want to be let down, right? Right. So it's just, you know, it's kind of like we just got to take it slow and we got to enjoy the moment. That's the big thing, what I'm saying here. Enjoy the moment right now because you never know when the moment could be gone. And right now, we're in the moment. But that will take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll get ready to wrap things up for PRL. Be back with more on Pirate Radio right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection of for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have hit that button because... (laughs) 
Troy needs to play something else. Hold on. Let me finish this ad. Yeah, go ahead. Wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Firetower Road in Winterville. Yeah, you just take it. All right. It's been a fun show. Before we get out of here, uh, this is Mike Houston. His uh, plea to students to get their butts in the seats to come back, even though it's a holiday, to support the Pirates. Here's what he had to say about it today. Okay, last thing real quick, just, uh, you know, one big thing I just want to kind of uh, ask for is from our student body. You know, the Boneyard's been a huge part of uh, our home football games, uh, especially this year. And uh, it's, it's, it's been as electric and uh, impactful and rocking as it has been all year. And I understand, you know, Thanksgiving break and, uh, you know, the timing of this ball game Friday afternoon. But, you know. As many students as we can get back here for that game at 3.30 Friday afternoon, we want you here. I know that uh, the Pirate Club is offering, uh, I think, four guest passes for each student ticket. Uh, so if you're with a bunch of friends and uh, you can get them here cheering for the Pirates, we want them here also. But, uh, you know, that student section is going to be important Friday afternoon. So we'd, uh, we'd love to have the Boneyard rocking uh, for kickoff at 3.30. So I'd uh, love to see you back here. Just know that you're important and you're impactful. Go Pirates. All right, as Coach Houston, as uh, the call is out to the ECU students, get out there and support your team. Man, this was a fun show today. I enjoyed being on with you guys. Clip will take things back over. Rest of the week, uh, we'll be here live with you Tuesday and Wednesday, 3 to 6 for PRL. Also, Thursday, we have the NFL Triple Header exclusively on Pirate Radio. So, on the radio dial, 92.7 92.7 in Greenville, Winterville, and 104.1 in Washington. Also, 1250 and 930 will have the NFL triple header for you on Turkey Day. Friday, we'll be back with you for game day, 1130 start time for the Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you right up to kickoff, and then, of course, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter after the game. So, It's a holiday week, but a busy week around here. And until we greet you next time, for the entire crew, I'm Troy D. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.